What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 70. I am Anthony. I'm here with my resident homies, as always, Joel, Joseph, and Casey. And uh, today we have a special guest. He's a comeback guest. He's already been on, I think, only over a year ago you guys came on first, dude. So that's cool that it's been a whole year now and you're back. Um, what up, Jared? How are you, bro? What's up? Good to see you guys. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, dude. Jared Hello. Christensen from fucking Archaic. And uh, thank you so much for the last minute uh, jump on. Uh, for all of you who are waiting for uh, Radical Research, dudes, uh, they had to reschedule. We're going to have them on. Don't worry. Um, but unforeseen circumstances happen. Shit happens. I mean, we've been into this for this long, having a day of this, our first day of reschedule. So I think we got a, uh, we got a, we got a lot of luck on our, our side with this podcast so far. So fuck yeah, guys. Uh, Jared plug away, dude, where do we buy the archaic merch, all that shit, any upcoming shows, what's going down? Yeah, we've got, uh, our album comes out in, eight days yeah eight days so pick up the album yeah. that's the call to action grab that album you can get it at the artists and eras um web store they've got like cds they got vinyl got some t-shirts uh all that stuff, sick so. artwork dude when you when you uh yeah all that shit that looks dope nice hell so yeah. sick dude that i mean both shirt designs but that one on the right it's like i love that color palette you guys went with mm -hmm. oh yeah mm -hmm. that's super cool that's who did the artwork sick. for it uh that's a dude uh he goes by jungle eye his artist name is jungle eye um he his name's ashley chris dedison and uh he i he did the um like the flag that's on my wall like the last design that we did he did that one too and i had that actually had that kind of before the um i wasn't really planning on putting it in the album but it's also like correlates with it because it's like the sirens and electric veils because we like brought them back into this album so it like seemed to fit um but we're like we should have like an an alternate design and i had that just kind of hanging out and i was like let's use this one oh yeah. nice sick dude so what for the new album though what do you what would you say from the last album what's the is there a big change that you're doing? Before we get into that, let me plug. I forgot last week. Uh, Battleforgecoffee.com. Go get your fix on some caffeinated death metal uh, stuff. Death metal stuff. <laughs> death okay. metal beans, dude. It's the yeah, yeah. deeds of beans, dude. Okay, the gradually. Beans, the beans of flesh, dude. Gradually caffeinated. Gradually, gradually caffeinated. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is not uh, gradual, actually. It comes on quite quite fast. It comes on quite fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hit that shit up, dude. All right, back to you, Jared. Sorry. We'll yeah, like, what's the main differences from the last album to this album? Is there anything that stands out? Uh, I think the mix is different and kind of like the mix I've been trying to get, which is, like, big and, um, I don't know, like kind of bombastic sounding but you can still still hear everything it's just hard to like mix tech death albums because there's so much going on with all the instruments yeah. um so kind of like yeah I, I like i think the mix is is really cool like it was a different person that mixed it so previously um zach oren had mixed um 
Namathea, Lucid Dawn, Metamorphic Ignition. So the last three albums were mixed by the same person. So this being like a different person, uh, Mike Lowe um, from Inferi and the Artisan Eric. So he mixed the album. And so I think like he put his touch onto it, like kind of how it sounds sonically. And then the writers like were different. So um, most of the album was written by like Chris uh, Portugal or Alex Haddad uh, or myself. Like I wrote some riffs and stuff. Um, so like I think the combination between like the kind of the people who contributed to it um, and like the kind of all over like who wrote it and um the the mix and everything it kind of has a to me it sounds fresh like i like you know I, when i listen to it i'm like yeah like this is a good i feel like happy with how how it sounds i didn't nice. have a, a, a whole lot of time to listen to everything but i did listen to the first two tracks and it's fucking heavy as fuck at times yeah. dude like at, i was like is there archaic records that have gotten this heavy I mean, I probably think not. There's, there's some, yeah, I think there's brutaler parts on this album than we've mm -hmm. done before. And like they last a little bit longer. So mm -hmm. we don't just mm -hmm. like switch out of them in like two seconds. It's just like, we'll yeah. keep like hammering on certain things. Totally. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I listened to it like almost the whole thing twice just, just before the episode because we got the, the secret listen link, you know? Mm -hmm. And man, dude, I, I think it sounds great. Like it sounds really like full and like heavy and like yeah like, like like you're saying that sounds cool it's like it has a fresh sound and i love it man i can hear everything like it sounds fat dude it's great so were you guys were already working on these songs the last time you came on the pod jared yeah yeah so about it over a year ago you guys were already putting this together yeah like we had planned on recording it spring of 2020 mm. like oh, damn. before we were gonna record or get like most of the tracking done um, before a tour we had booked with Vervum and Irreversible Mechanism that was like going to be our first European tour. And uh, so when that got canceled, well, when everything got shut down, so did the studio and everything kind of just got pushed back. And then 2021 was just trying to get it finished and like mm -hmm. piece it together get all the things in place we were gonna maybe release it late 2021 um but like things just worked out better to just release it earlier this year eight days from now <laughs> nice dude so who ended up playing bass for it uh you guys n might know him his name's malcolm Pugh. <laughs> yeah yeah uh Definitely. yeah dude he um like we we're this whole time we we're we we're also like kind of trying to find the right bass player like looking you know for that um like to like tour with first and then um whatever um but at the time we were gonna like either hire somebody or we were even thinking about god forbid programming it and uh malcolm's like nah dude i'll just play it let me uh let me just let me just whip that shit out and so he like I don't know how he did it because he did it so quickly. He'd like the songs aren't like you listen to them. They're not easy songs to like to get down at all. And mm -hmm. he just he would crank out like a song in like a day or a day and a half. Just boom, boom, boom. There you go. 
and it's like sounds amazing. That's yeah. crazy, man. How old is he? Malcolm? Maybe. Is he a younger cat? No, he I mean he's like he's like probably like mid thirties, I think. Okay. He owns Artisan Era too. He owns the label and he plays yeah. guitar in Fury. Damn, dude. So, yeah, yeah. No, he's got a lot going on. Uh, he does like said... a million things. Nobody, you know, he's he does like literally a million different things, or yeah. maybe just ten things, like really at a high level. Like yeah. the uh, music videos that we did, he that was just like him, you know, doing his thing with his camera, and he's like doing it like artistically and like 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 he's done it before. And I asked him like, "How many music videos have you done, dude?" And he's like, "Oh, this is my second one." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's you crazy. just got a natural knack for picking up shit and wanting to do shit. That, that's a weird thing that like you rarely hear that. Like you're signed to a label and the owner of your label is in your band. I'm thinking of Exit 13. That was a band that had the owner, one of the owners of Relapse in it too. But it's 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 an interesting thing to hear that he's he's pushing bands and he's a musician himself and he's involved in the bands that he's putting out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's yeah. Cool. He's like one of the more important people in technical death metal right now. Probably someone who's like been able to capitalize on it in the modern era better than anyone else I can think of. Kind of mm -hmm. like an Eric figure for like the 2020s maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The landmark. I mean, you can understand why, I mean, you're running your own business and shit like that. Like might as well get good at all the things that you have to pay for. So you don't have well, to pay yeah, for them. You know? Exactly. Like I, I was kind of trying, trying to figure out like, why would you do all this yourself? Or like, is this and you know, part of it is cause it's like art, it's art and it's, he's like an artist. So it kind of comes naturally, but he also goes like when he wants to learn about something, he's the kind of person that learns like hardcore for like, just like dives, 110 percent in and then also the um like if you hire somebody then you're putting it in somebody else's hands and then they could mess it up so like he like to me it sounded like he was um trying to just be the one to make sure that it's comes out like at the at the level that he wants to represent the label and the, that the band deserves and stuff that's awesome. I'd like to I'd like to actually get get him on the show and pick his brain like because he is like yeah like the next generation label after all us unique leader dudes were doing shit you know and so that I'm I just like to yeah the same way I always talk to everybody like I'd like to go back in the beginning of his story and see what yeah. built him up to be what he is currently today he's done yeah. uh he's done entheos's uh what are they called? Copper Crab before. So he that's a there. cool he, name for a label them too. too. He played with them on guitar for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. I first heard about him was like, I was like, who's this guy? I didn't know. I had never seen him before. And that's how. I, and then obviously he's, he's got an unmistakable beard. So I, <laughs> I saw him then pop up more and more. And I was like, oh shit, he's an inferior. Oh shit. He runs fucking artisan era. Oh shit. Like you just keep finding out more about him. Like, oh God damn, this guy's like got his hands in all of it, you know? And yeah. that's a that name of that label is it's catchy. It rolls off the tongue. It makes sense. Like, you, you know, like it's the artisan era right now. Exactly. You know. And the thing, yeah. the cool thing about it too is it's one of those like stories where the artist signs to labels and then doesn't 
like things don't pan out the way they want to. So then they have they like figure it out themselves. Yeah. And then they get good at it themselves. And then they are like, well, why not? We made a like the artisan era was just a label that Malcolm made so they could they could release their own music without the label involved. Yeah. Like they were the label. And then they just started helping friends bands out and stuff and putting other stuff out and uh, that's how unique leader started too right deeds mm -hmm. put started it to put their own shit out yeah it's like grassroots kind of yeah. that, that that actually I'm, i want i want to know how many labels actually started like that versus just being a guy or a gal who wants to uh rake in the cash and, and yeah usually all the artists this is how most labels start it's like you know, in an office somewhere on a sky rise building and everybody's wearing suits and they're like, all right, <laughs> how do What's we, how do we, how do we get the biggest ROI and, and hit our KPIs this month with these artists? Yep. And, yep. uh, can you, can you explain we'll those acronyms to dumb dumbs like us? Huh? Explain those acronyms to the people who don't Re know what they mean. Return on investment, right? Okay. And key performance indicator. I don't know. All that right, one. dude learned i'm i'm learning these things right now nice. um yeah it's usually those guys you know and they're like drinking blood and they're they're <laughs> um they're just they're just scheming on another level <laughs> and they're just like we're just gonna enslave these artists and take their rights they're all wearing yeah. eye wide eyes wide shut masks and <laughs> planning their next trip drawing pentagrams and putting the putting the cd in the middle <laughs> like this album uh, is gonna like, make us rich like uh what was it pick of destiny they wrote inside a pen pentagram written in ketchup oh yeah <laughs> <Drawing> ketchup. <laughs> dude that had meatloaf in that movie i just yeah dude recently. he was the dad yeah. in, the, in yeah. the first scene that's like i was like i've never heard meatloaf at all and then i'm like oh but i've seen pick of destiny so rest in peace you know like, yeah he even <laughs> sings in the song and he's ripping all the posters down and shit but he forgot dio dude dio fucking that was an epic scene, dude. Where, where he's singing on the wall. I'm like, dude, how? Uh, that's totally like uh, a version of me being on mushrooms and Ozzy dancing on the cover of a metal magazine that's on my nightstand. That really fucking happened, dude. <laughs> I came home on mushrooms and I'm in my bed and I look over and and uh, I, th I think it was the Cabbage Patch too, dude. Ozzy doing the Cabbage Patch on the cover of like heavy metal, uh, heavy metal magazine. I forget which one it was. Fuck yeah. Sick dude. It real happened. It really happened. It really happened. Casey's That's going cool. nuts with the fucking changes. <laughs> Jesus. Sick uh, dude. Uh. No, yeah, wait, dude. Yeah, this, this format's pretty funny. This moving it is. around. <laughs> well, Murray's already to... calling us out for being in the weeds, dude. And we're 16 minutes in. I uh I'm listening to the new archaic in my headphones right now, and it's very, very sick. So I don't you're care what you guys are talking it right about. now. Yeah, I just got to track three, dude. A boat of the deceiver, dude. Nice. Three, four, and five are like my favorites so far. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, did that, you guys think? Because I don't. It's my music. It's hard for me to like explain like like it. But what do you is what do you feel is different? I need to listen to it more because every time I listen to it, you dance the whole album out for me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably happened three or four times. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have probably I have some secret videos that I'm not going to release of just you just going like, 
<laughs> I just like breaking it all down. <laughs> but no, it's awesome, man. I mean, it's fucking. I mean, when that video came out, it's funny because I don't even remember hearing that song as far as like the kind of uh, more dissonant heaviness that was coming from it. I didn't expect that at all. And I was like, what the fuck? I've heard this album like two or three times. And like, it was actually very fucking. I was down with the change. And I'm sure, obviously, there's change. So you're probably going to hear some weird positive and negatives. But um, I was down with like the heavy dissonant shit that you guys were doing on top of like, I mean, is that a super, a super neural flame on there too? Or that was just a one-off? That was a one-off single. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was like thinking you guys were going to go down kind of more of that road, kind of like the, that was like a shreddier kind of style. Like it was like mo- mostly focused on like melodic shred stuff. So I was like, okay, they're going down that. That's fucking sick. And I thought that song was amazing. But um, no, I was very like, I mean, Alex recorded the guitar for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did like, all the all the guitars except for a few solos. We had Miguel do some solos. Um, Miguel Esparza. Miguel okay. Um, he played in he played on Lucid Dawn uh, on oh, that yeah. album. Awesome. And he toured with us for like four years or so. Oh yeah. Um, so we brought we were like just getting the homies to do some solos and stuff, and um, Jack flieger from singularity nathan's other band he did a solo on to summon amoria i think that's track six um so and then we got like our friend dallas played flute on that song and then oh, we yeah. had this girl juliet play violin so that song actually has like a bunch of people on it that's awesome that's really cool yeah i definitely like noticed the the different. I mean, I've I've actually you know been super down with every album. Not you know as far as like listening from front to like every time you guys release an album, I like post a big thing like this is fucking sick. Everyone check it out because I like fucking forget sometimes like how fucking amazing because you guys are like friends, so we're just all hanging out and I'm like, oh shit, he's in a he's in a fucking sick ass band too. I keep forgetting like you know, <laughs> and it's like and you just play us the new shit and I was like, oh man, this is a uh, yeah, it's definitely. I wouldn't say it's like extremely different from the last album, but it's definitely got moments of it that are completely different. Well, you know I, mean? I mean, if you really go through the whole archaic catalog, there is that progression that happens each album. No two archaic albums really sound like very similar. There's always that archaic yeah. touch to the whole thing. Totally. But I, I knowing Jared for a long time, knowing these guys for a long time, they, even back then when we toured, you guys, you you had the fire under your booties and you always wanted to continue creating and you, your ideas were like already past what was out. It's like, that's how it should be as an artist. You, it doesn't matter. I, I feel like I'm fucking repeating myself, but it's like, it doesn't matter about the other people. Like making another, if you made another album that sounds exactly the same as the last one i think i'm cheating myself if i were the artist doing that you know i would feel like or you get stuck in a in a safe zone where you just want to stay too i guess that happens with artists as well but i think that what long-term artists are doing are constantly trying to make something new something better than the last thing they did only in their eyes because that's really what keeps us going in the first place. Nah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, um, if your goal is to like have like a static sound that like people can just really rely on, then then and you like if you're like 
Pennywise or something. You can make the same album over mm-hmm, and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing like you just things keep cruising. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like there's with archaic is just it's always just like a checklist of things like a certain level of technical riffery and it has to be brutal like has to have some elements of like that brutality kind of slammy kind of heaviness and then like the vocals have to have a a variance of like you know not too much this and not too much that i don't even i mean i don't think we're like thinking about these things but but like yeah, they're certain, they're, naturally they're coming out yeah i want to ask you a question about a song but i don't want to like spoil it so should i ask you off the pod or uh it... well people are gonna hear it soon so i think yeah go I think for it so like so like what is the like the x-files sound like like that should be like 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 the glowing orb like like there's like the sound dude it's so sick on song broken glass Oh, I'm listening to that right now. What is that sound, dude? It's so. <laughs> I haven't cool. gotten to the sound yet. I'm waiting for it. David and I were like, <laughs> it's like X Files, like little trippy, like floating ghost sound, like, but it sounds so fucking good in the music. Like, well, first of all, like, there's like all these cool things that you guys do that, like, are like, whoa, they're doing this, and it's like I've never really heard that, but it's like you guys pull it off so well. That's what's so good. Like everything's like, fuck yeah, this sounds really good. Like David and I were just like, this is so good. Like, like how it's done. Like it's we were just. Dude, loving it. Are you talking about like what kind of sound? Are you talking about like a? It's like this cool sound. Yeah, it's like a like a, it... like a keyboard kind of or like a... yeah yeah. What is that like? Do do kind of yeah like... yeah like it kind of sounds like a. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, but not like that. I'm just joking. But like it's like it's know. something. So Alex just at, like a lot of that stuff. Anytime you hear like keys or a a melodic sort of like added instrument or element yeah. um that's all alex he like would write he writes like the whole song like he adds like he's like thinking about how the um mm-hmm. these other kind of instruments play into the riff and stuff like Sick, that dude it's so good dude alex yeah. what's, what's what's up with alex like i he's a fucking phenomenal guitar player man like i watch you know i, I follow him on all the platforms and stuff and the videos he posts, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got like really cool, fresh ideas that I, you know, for his style of guitar playing and death metal. I think it's like really, I don't know, what, what was his band before? Like what, what was his, like what, what other stuff can I listen to that Alex is on? Yes. Um, so he had, um, he had playing in a band, like a local metal band with Nathan, our drummer. So that's how okay. they knew each other. That's like the connection. Okay. Um, but then Alex was Alex was in a like black metal band. Um, I'm j- I'm blanking on the name right now, but he has he's always done his um, Desiderium. That's his like his okay. most consistent thing. And now Desiderium's on the Artisan era. So like, you know, is this his, something? Is this something? Nulling roots, nulling. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Mario. <laughs> um, yeah. So Alex, Alex, when we met him, he was in a band called Nulling Roots, and they're on Prosthetic Records. Oh, cool. And um, and then he's always done Desiderium, and he just put like 
two Desiderium albums out back to back. And does people... Prosthetic do anything anymore? By the way, has, has anything been coming out on Prosthetic in a while? I remember that they were like putting some really solid shit out for a second. I'm not sure, to be honest. Lamb of uh, God, Reflux. Who else was on that? Light the City. Oh yeah, there's a few in there. Other ones too. Definitely. Sorry, that was just me <laughs> again. Cutting everybody off just to be like, well, I got my question right now. <laughs> they still put out some pretty good bands. I'm looking at their uh, roster right now. Prosthetic still has Monotheist are cool. Um, Eternity's End is... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Cognizance, that's another sick tech prog band. Is yeah, Eternity's not as many as End? I remember. Eternity's End, what are they all about? Is that the cancer? That's Christian, Christian Wesner. Uh, no, Phil? that's Into Eternity, I'm thinking of. They did oh, like okay, a cancer okay. record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> who Eternity, Into Eternity is. Oh, the band with the cancer album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like all of it. It's I the whole album. To, to Into Eternity. I didn't know about a cancer album. There's one the album scattering of all, ashes. all about. Oh, no, like, The Incurable Tragedy. That's the one. That's what it is, dude. Okay. And it yeah. literally is like a super depressing metal album because what all the words you're like dying in a hospital and shit. You're like, fuck, dude. He's literally singing about what it would be like to die in a hospital by yourself or whatever. And you're like, oh, dude, this is I want to headbang right now and cry at the same time. All their albums have like down at the same time. Have like depressive themes, though. But yeah, that yeah. one like really got into the, like the medical side of it but uh dude that third album fuck buried into oblivion that's my one of i think that's my jam situation. yeah that one's buried so into oblivion or i think I it's just buried in oblivion yeah yeah okay. they're like power metal right yeah they had Stu block sing and then he went over to iced earth and then he's back in into eternity now so okay yeah. oh that guy yeah because i remember like they changed singers and I was like, it's not the same. I know. Yeah, yeah. They had a chick for a while. I think she's still yeah, kind yeah. of in the band. Yeah. But we played with Blockback. Yeah. We played Good. with, we opened for them uh, at the Jumping Turtle in San Diego a long, long time ago. It was like one of our first like decent shows, like opening for a, a band. I drove right by that place today. Like I was like, 50 feet away from it like a jumping turtles fun dude I, i've had or it used to be there gone. rest in peace jumping turtles gone the turtle is it i was gonna say the turtle passed east. away yeah but, <laughs> the turtle is now but, only a shell nah it's gone yeah but <laughs> you know <Poor> guy. <laughs> but yes continue sorry i had to i, I had to jump in with my turtle down in there. About that. <laughs> is it anything is it anything yeah. now is it just like a restaurant or something or it's nothing joel damn it is a shell <laughs> It's literally yeah, the, just the shell. Shell shocked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, fuck yeah. I mean, are you guys? So, I mean, obviously, the album's coming out on your your favorite band's day, three eleven. Um, I was thinking, like, what do you uh, like? What is you're gonna? What's like touring? Like, like, is it, are you guys gonna hit the road? Is there a certain time frame of hitting the road? Are you guys have an offer you can't, or something that's been confirmed you can't talk about, or what's going on with the with the touring stuff? Yes. Fuck yeah. Me too. Next question. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have we're gonna be yeah, we'll we'll be announcing something pretty soon, probably. Oh, yeah. I don't know when, but something this year. We have Fuck something. Yeah. Awesome. Are you oh, guys yeah. planning you guys were so right before the 
the pandemic, you guys were going to go to to Europe, right? That was like the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Who's like, is that being reworked at all, or is that going to be a thing at all? It got reworked for um, like later on in the year, and then they had to cancel it again. So I don't think they're going to rework it a third time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I I think so. Um, Nick, the guitar player from from Vervum, he booked the whole thing, and you know we still all want to tour together still and you know i don't know if he's like if he like quit booking or something but i could see it happening again yeah for sure for sure that's awesome i know we've already done the uh let's take it back thing i was just thinking about that just like now i was like (laughs) my question i can know my next question was gonna be i can't remember did they actually demolish the furniture dome yet (laughs) no so actually (laughs) they remodeled it and me and jared were just talking about this so it's now a weed club Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, I was Dispensary talking about, I was, yeah, yeah, I was joking around about that. I'm like, dude, it used to be like an underground weed club when I lived there. It was like, <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we had so much weed there. Like we were like, it was like an insane, like it's warehouse. So funny, it really is, dude. But you had to be friends with us. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, they painted it all black. It's completely black now. And supposedly they, Shara said something about that. They rented that your guys' old spot out and our old spot out to like someone else so i guess someone bought it and then basically they painted it all black turned into a wee club and now it's just like it's back in business i just, I literally just drove by it right on my way here just now i was like what the, the, fuck is the going dispensary on? down yep yeah got dispensed wow but uh yeah it's it's weird to see because it looks all fresh and like it looks all like yeah, yeah. come into this new cool place and i'm like that place was like falling you should apart. go buy weed there dude you should totally <laughs> I, i'm go definitely gonna go in there, there. yeah uh, casey bought a couch there Back in the day when when it was the furniture Did dome. Did you oh you actually patronized the furniture dome the furniture store? Casey bought a dome. red couch. Remember it was a red like this like hot red couch. <laughs> no, I, I just I just came back from I came back from work one day and there's just this hot red couch in the living room. Like, That's so funny. You bought it and just like walked it around the corner and up some stairs and it's fucking <laughs> gone. Dude, it was you a nice couch, dude. Dude, a rich <laughs> nice couch. And that was like for rich to like stay on dude oh yeah yeah they gave us this fat deal and it was like this like they, they were trying to get rid of it and i was like well it's red i don't know and, and like but it was cool it, like it was like a futon thing that folded out like into like a couch bed and it was like was all that sick, shredder kind of rich shredder yeah, rich yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yeah but it was pretty funny yeah, i was like all right well this is like a very red couch like <laughs> And then like Joel comes up, you like, like, oh, sick! Look at this red guy. <laughs> I'm wearing like a red Circuit City shirt. I'm all like, dude, yeah. You, you sit down and you just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, just yeah. a logo for Circuit City. That's up in right. The yeah. Of the just, Jared, did yeah. you guys ever patronize the furniture store from the furniture dome? We attempted to on yeah. it on several occasions, um, but they're overpriced. Yeah. I don't know how they made money to be honest (laughs) especially the pandemic they're just like shut down the whole time and they're like the sun was like having parties down there and i don't know they're probably just clearing out all the bags of cocaine that they ship in mattresses (laughs) (laughs) something like that in the middle of the night when you have a truck find out it was a fucking like mob front and they just like i think it had to have been i I think well share is like pretty sure it it was because you hear these trucks back up in the like four three in the morning and it's like beep 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 and then like yeah i won't go into all the evidence because like the place is a different (laughs) place now and like the yeah, people yeah. were nice to us, but you never know. Those some of those mattresses looked sus. 
There's yeah. some of those stores that you don't understand how they stay. Like you go to those like random stores around Santa Cruz, and it's like you know how much it costs to like yeah have a place here, and it's like there's no one ever in there, and like you're selling pottery that's like like twelve bucks a pop, and it's zero people in there. And I'm like, <laughs> it's either one like the the wife married a rich dude and was like, yeah, babe, like fucking here and have your store, and I'll pay for it, you know, or they're selling drugs out of it. <laughs> there's there's well, two possibilities. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I I can I can relay an anecdote. Um, so my dad actually just down the street from the furniture dome, he owns uh some business commercial property out there, and uh there was a a guy who he was renting from my dad who was like laissez faire, like I don't care what you're doing really, but he should have cared because the guy set up a fucking hash oil lab, and uh, <laughs> and then like. They found out about it and it made the news. You can like look this up if you just look up like hash oil lab live oak, you know, you'll find the stories. But like they they had to like evacuate the like neighborhoods around it while they like went in and cleared it out. And uh, they found like all kinds of sketchy shit. And uh, (laughs) it's so funny for like a few months. My dad was like he like just like took the stuff that was not his but he's like well this is mine now and like what are you gonna do try to get it back for me and then he was like selling off all this hash oil fucking <laughs> labware like to these random people who like wanted to buy it <laughs> and uh so yeah there's definitely some sketchy ass uh areas around that where commercial well, properties that, you, are being literally if you yeah. just, if you didn't mention the substance it sounds like it's like a meth lab meth bust. lab yeah exploding you know? or something yeah they do explode and people do get injured so but it actually happened by story. my childhood home not when i was a child when i was an adult my parents were still living there for a little bit and dude like literally two blocks over a fucking garage exploded because somebody was cooking up meth in there dude like, yeah god damn it that's it's so that, gnarly uh, I know. That's yeah, you no, don't the, even know who's next door, dude. It could be a fucking... oil process is similar in the sense that it, it's very dangerous. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're still able to make a profit on it by taking risks and everything. So it must be pretty ludicrous. But, cheers. Um, cheers. Ludicrous. <laughs> or lu- yeah. lucrative, or My, ludicrous. Jared, I wanted to ask oh. you this question, too, because it's like ludicrous. Obviously, we're okay. all we're all Crazy. on the same level. We're all humans. But you grew up you know, a fan of, you know, our bands and shit. So before you got to Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz was like, you know, just had the Santa Cruz death metal legend that you had heard down South. So I want to know what it was like to move into the place that you knew all that shit was going down. Like how, how long did you get, did it, did it feel weird? Like, Oh, this is this, did you feel any energy in the rooms? Like, or anything like that? Cause I, I could get hippie ish and be like, Oh dude, this is where, you know, if I m- moved into it, no, not yet, dude, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We're not even an hour in. Um, but yeah, like if I if, if the version of that for me, you know, I would just have this this transition period of like, damn, I'm in I'm in this spot that, Shit. you know, these guys were doing their thing. I don't know. I'm and 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 I don't know if that's it sounds egotistical to ask. I just wanted to know. Like I'm I'm curious. Like going into that spot after all the history that I know happened there, I was just wondering what you thought about it. Yeah, it's definitely like. It like there's definitely like an energy about, especially when I like first moved there, because I I lived there for 
maybe three years or so. Um, so it got, it kind of started to feel like home after a while. Yeah. I was like, there's a while where I was tripping. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm tripping. This is the house. This is the house. They always like jammed in and like decrepit birth. And I saw them in like Southern California. And like, that was the band that like made us want to play this certain style. And, um, yeah, like it was a trip, but I have, I don't know. I feel like it's like, like one, just another one of those synchronicities that like, you know, you're on totally. the right path, like keep going. Like, you yep. know, yep. Totally, dude. I agree. And uh, I, I just thought about how I would be too. Like if, if I, if Spawn and Possession wasn't an international band and like I ended up moving into their home, I would, I would have a, like a right. several month period where I'm like, wait, I'm shitting on the same toilet as them right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked, the, I liked the idea of writing there too. Cause I was like, I can like channel the energy, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I had, I had, eventually like it was just we had roommates when i first moved in and then eventually it was just me and shara and like one of the roommates moved out pretty early on so i was able to like make that like put my computer in there and make it my um jam room or whatever mm -hmm. and uh it was like a different vibe like when i walked in there i was like you know it's yeah separate from like the rest of the house and you almost don't even know there's something there, you know, the mm -hmm. door in the living room, like, mm -hmm. but it like yeah. opens up and people would trip out. Cause then I, I like made it all look cool and stuff. And, and I had a bunch of cab, like Shara's dad had like 10 cabinets, like speaker cabinets in there, like guitar cabs and stuff. So it just like looked all cool. Nice. Um, so that was, that was your creative space was the room off of the living room. Mm hmm. That was Josh's room, right? Yeah, it was Josh's originally. Yeah, there, I mean, there was um one thing about the you talk about the vibe and because you know when we moved in it was like I don't even know it was like two thousand five or six it was you know a long time ago but it was it was like started off so much so festive because I mean I didn't actually start with the I took David's room later like a year later but um it was so much fun because it was like this place you could be as loud as you want. And we're, by the way, Furniture Dome guys, we're talking about this place in Santa Cruz that we all, Jared's lived there, I've lived there, a bunch of our friends live there, Decrepit used to practice there, Odious, Animosity practice there, Brain Drill. Um, but yeah, as far as like the, uh, it had had a cool feel to it. And then one time, because every now and then we'd get like bums coming up and sitting on, like, because we had like places to sit on the deck and it's mm -hmm. in an alleyway of a furniture store. So bums would show up there and just sit there and I'd be like, Hey, what's going on, dude? This is our house. You gotta, gotta bounce. And, and, and a couple of times I, I've actually heard it from, from, you know, a, like bum style people and from like people that just have been there forever. And they said that this was like a place that they like, like a halfway or house or something like that for like mentally yeah. ill people. Cause you know, that stairwell, there's a stairwell that goes to the furniture store and it's all like rainbows and like all these like, like happy messages. And it's like super creepy. And, yeah. Uh, so I guess it was like a a place where like a yeah halfway house or something for mm -hmm. a long time back in the seventies. So mm -hmm. like you get once I saw that and you see the construction, things are kind of constructed, kind of just weird in general in that house. Like you know, that doorway in the fucking living room is like super narrow. Like yeah, just, and it just gigantic had, uh, bathroom with the with the washer yeah. and dryer that you guys had to pay well, quarters to use. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I just had a crazy idea or a crazy thought. What if like whoever lives there now? What if like um like two people conceive a child in that house <laughs> and it's like 
impregnated with the the soul of the house and it comes out just like shredding guitar and like would be... playing death <laughs> hey. metal madness dude like what is up with our son he's like screaming and he's like shredding <laughs> they the have guitar. no idea about the history yeah dude that would be amazing I'd, I'd love that i mean i feel that when i say when i bring up the energy it's because i feel it myself like going to certain places like you you go to a comedy room and you just feel the laughter just bleeding off the walls you know and yeah. and same thing with like going down there each weekend getting the feel of being in that environment where it was it was a sanctuary for so many different bands and musicians even if you weren't jamming there you'd end up being there there'd be guys from a stratosphere there'd be you know all these different bands just coming in and out of there it's just all this creative energy just oozing through everything in that place that's what i got from it and and Definitely. things were made there things were made there so it's like undeniable that it was you know a vibe for the people who were making the things there as well it's funny because uh when josh david and i found the place like in this like ad or whatever 2005 and like uh we were like oh it sounds rad but a furniture store and all this and like and we like went there and like david we like walked through the place and we we're like okay well, this place is weird uh it's like, <laughs> like 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 the bathrooms that like the bathroom's like a fun house or whatever like it's like all these different colored tiles everywhere and like weird but we're like but we can jam there's two here. showers yeah two yeah. showers but facing like, each other but, but but one's like closed off and not working and shit <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. but like but dude we were like this place is really crazy like all right and then david and i were both like down we were like dude let's get this place this place is a good deal it was like you know at the time it was like 1500 for a three bedroom or something like super in cheap santa for, cruz yeah and we were like what and so we were like all like yeah this is gonna be great and then we can jam and all this and it was funny because david and i were all down but josh was like not down was he not down? yeah no he it, it, like in the very beginning he was like no no the place is like not nice enough like it's got to be somewhere else or something you know? yeah no, but I'm I mean, so it was glad he got outvoted. But we were like looking. I mean, totally. to be to be honest, we were looking at like sick places, like all of it. They were like beautiful by the beach and like a little more expensive, like like twenty, one hundred bucks, or like seven hundred each or whatever, you know. But it was like we're like, no, nah, dude, we got to get this place, and like I'm so glad we did. But we had to like like really convince Josh that it was worth it. We're like, dude, it's gonna be. We'll clean it up. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, then the rules, the rules were like, yeah, what was the, you have to, you can be as loud as you want from 7 p.m. to 10 a.m. or something like that. That was the rules. That was like, so that, yeah, that like, rule they, immediately was like, all right. Cool. Wait, what was that? Was it the rule was from, or I'm sorry, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 a.m. You you could be as loud as you wanted after oh, yeah, 7 p.m. Exactly, yeah. Because like you're Starting competing at... with, a, with a blues bar next door who's fucking rocking, you know, like. Oh, yeah. The business is closed after, at 7, so it's like. Blows out. just wait till 7, just, we just. There was uh, I've brought it up a couple times. There was one time where it was, it was, animosity in the living room practicing. It was de uh, odious or decrepit, probably odious in one of the rooms, and then brain drill in another room, all playing at the same time. And I remember yeah. just like thinking because I was I was so used to that lifestyle. I was like, yeah, it's all everyone's just jamming. It's fun. It's I normal. Like, yeah, yeah, I went to go take a, a piss like in the yeah. middle of it, and I was like hearing everyone play at the same time, and I was like, or hearing just like you know brain drill go blue blue and like animosity playing right at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is actually pretty fucking insane. <laughs> I had to step there in the hallway and be like, this is fucking kind of crazy. This is like, a, you know, at the time, it's like, yeah, whatever. We're all jamming. We have to fucking play shows. Like, we want to get good, <laughs> you know? Like, But, yeah, just understanding all the, the sonic fucking waves that were going through that, that, that the hallway well, at the time 
it's like you, you think of like like bands talking about like yeah we had this rehearsal place in like seattle and we all lived in it and blah 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 and you know and then that's like every story of like alice and chain or whatever you know but it's yeah. like but it's like we like had an apartment that we lived in but it was like a rehearsal studio it was like the same thing it's just like backwards you know we like yeah, happened yeah. to live there first and jam there second as opposed to the other way around whatever exactly we happen like to have a toilet in the shower we need we'll to get vh1 toilet. to do it to a do shower. a thing like <laughs> i wish <laughs> yeah, exactly, there was like yeah. i wish there was like iphones the whole time we were there to like so we could like capture more stuff you know like i, wish, I don't like, know how to get myself back in so he's all like wall. waiting to try to get i'm back breaking in. the fourth <laughs> wall right now i don't know how to get back in when i'm back sitting down do i gotta wait this is how you do it. yeah so uh yeah I'm you're a fucking uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> can i can i manually put myself back in though i think you can click at the bottom maybe Shit. i don't know i didn't click that thanks casey <laughs> but uh no that that house i mean we've talked about it a million times on the podcast but that was yeah but i love talking much, about uh, it and what i was going to say about going back to the how like run down it was it doesn't matter how run down it was because it gave like the ability to be free thinking and create and and you guys made it your own you know all the posters and the records on the wall and shit this is just like constant fucking stimuli of creative shit you know i there's records on those walls that i literally just went to check out just because of the record like uh the mothers of invention uh we're only in it for the money that's basically how i became a zappa fan was just seeing that record on the wall walking down the hallway you know yeah a bunch of definitely. old dudes and fuck not old dudes but like a bunch of it, it's an older picture of dudes in a dress and pigtails and you're like wait this is frank this is what frank sap is all about i gotta see what it actually sounds like and then i go home and listen to it and i'm like oh well, i fucking love this shit yeah yeah down the zaffa hole i went you know no that's like uh, the whole i mean odious like david and josh and casey and stuff like they showed me all the like i think it was actually that too it was from <laughs> it was from uh <laughs> It was from the just the records on like uh, Rush Hemispheres on the wall or something. And I was they were like, oh, that's the best Rush album. And I was like, oh, really? Like I only know moving okay, pictures and stuff. Show you guys, hold on. Don't take it out. Don't take it out. Okay, there's too much screen Casey, Casey going, going on right now, dude. It's fucking bananas. <laughs> just right now. do one at a time. <laughs> Casey's still like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i didn't do that okay anyways but no it was uh and then it was so cool like when i was like we were moving out and stuff and and Shira just calls me like when she, the first second she hears that, that we're moving out and she's like i need that place like what are you guys doing you guys are moving out i need it and like fucking i'm gonna mute joseph i can hear his headphones and it's fucking up my talking dude <laughs> <laughs> um but no no it literally was just took it right over and it just stayed in the family and I was so happy like when I moved to Sacramento I just came back and it was I got to visit and I got to go it yeah. was such a trip to go yeah. back there it was like I thought it was gone forever and I was like fucking just get to go back fucking I'll pee in that fucking weird bathroom you guys talking yeah. about like, and like look around and be like oh my god all the I was here for six years all the crazy shit that's happening here and and then um when Jared and and Sherry got the the notice to leave um why am i fucking stop doing that um when <laughs> um like i like went in the fucking my old room and like 
you guys and the Bowflex, the Bowflex wasn't in the corner, and it felt weird. No, no, it was a, it was my second room. I uh, went like into there, and I, I just like laid on the bed for like uh, two hours or something, and just like just looked at everything. Necrophages, no? Huh? Oh shit! I've never seen that before. Is that a shirt? No. Looks like a flag or something. Guess where I got this? Um, oh, furniture dome. Bootleg. <laughs> no, I got it at a heavy metal t-shirt st- shop in Bangladesh when I was there. Earlier what? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Dude, it's like I, a uh, one of a kind fucking thing. They had all kinds of sick shirts. Uh, I got some of these for my friends. Uh, so I think I'm keeping this behemoth shirt for myself. There's these are mostly like, uh, bootlegs. No, they're actually like officially licensed. Apparently, this is my death leprosy. But how much were they though? They're like you're saying like four or five bucks, right? They're four hundred taka, and I think it's like eighty-eight taka to dollar. So it's like around five dollars for shirt. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I got I hooked up all the the homies. Um, not you guys, sorry. Um, but, <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, what up with the resident homies, <laughs> oh, dude. dude? I'm sorry. I like I was like six shirts in. I was thinking like, all right, these are for the dreamer guys what's up dreamer guys you're getting shirts and then i had a few for myself and i'm like fuck dude i could get like three more shirts for the cali guys i'm like i'm out of money dude i already thought of the dreamer guys so <laughs> sorry good, next time i know <laughs> joseph's like i brought 15 dollars, so i'm, I'm done <laughs> i spent like 70 dollars and got like 10 shirts and other shit so God. um but i, I know those guys because they've been hooking me up so but dude i'm so stoked on this necrophagist it's a stillburn one the very bottom it says that i don't know if i've seen that ever i've never seen it i've never seen this is going right behind me in my drum room so that's a rock and roll band right but (laughs) dude i think they were like kind of proggy though yeah yeah speaking Uh, of prog um (laughs) wait wait, uh, i just gotta do the shout out right hold on shout out to um hold up hold up hold up Zavid. Oh, 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 so you're allowed to do it now, but no one else. Well, I thought it'd be funny Uh-oh. right before the shout out. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> what so happened? I didn't okay. All right, so now how it goes. All right, so now we're back right. in. <laughs> oh, shout out to Siam and Zavid, and uh, we'll purchase, we'll, 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 license, we'll license some merch for you guys to sell out there. And anyone else wants to license their merch to be sold in Bangladesh, hit me up. I got a, a hook, dude. Oh yeah, right. sure it's for five That's bucks awesome. out there. How's the metal scene out there, dude? Obviously, uh, they got necros shit in the store. Uh, it's pretty happening. I mean, it's you know that country is developing super fast, and uh, there's a decent scene. The biggest band is called Severe Dementia. I've talked about them once, and uh, there's another band called I think it's the Nyeds. I got the word wrong last time. I think it's Nyeds of Destruction. They just hired Jason Westmerland to play drums oh, for them as a session oh, drummer. So I'm like, nice. these guys are serious. But it's funny because it's more like a melodic death metal band. It's like not super brutal, but um, cool. It's probably up Jason's alley, and I'm like, okay, I gotta pay attention to these guys. So there's like people there who are like recruiting U.S. musicians to play with them, and they're doing like death fests out there. So they 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 had Desecravity come out once to play in that country, um, who are a sick Japanese band. Oh, it's yeah. definitely developing. I'm sure that there will be like an India Bangladesh kind of tour route mapped out pretty soon for for American bands to go hit soon. So awesome, dude! Cool. Yeah, that'd be sick. I love exactly. hearing about like obscure metal like pockets you know 
and yeah. and extreme metal like the real shit you know hearing totally. that they know about necrophages is dope well that this is like a random like one-off like flag yeah. like they had a ton of pink Flo they love pink floyd out there like okay. they love acdc you know these are the bands that are international yeah. you like go out and you really see like lincoln park slipknot those bands are huge internationally megadeth yeah. motorhead obviously mm -hmm. you know uh, and then there's like a few like they, you know, Nile has a pretty big international base. Um, cool. Uh, I was looking for Sepultura shirts, expecting that, but didn't find one. Interesting. Um, cool. Anyway, I mean, have you heard of yeah. these bands? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That's sick though. Awesome. That's cool to, uh, to hear that there's like a like there's a, a want for that there. You know. It, yeah, I mean, it's very new because yeah. I mean, it's still. Legally secular, but like very, it's still a religious Muslim country. So it's like pretty edgy, even to like like Metallica these days. You know, it's still like that's not normal. So yeah, yeah, but, uh, that is. But super there's cool. a generational shift happening, and you know, I'm sure it'll just accelerate soon. Maybe um, uh, so archaic. So I mean, you know how Discord went to the what like Indonesia and just took over, and they're like have to be like have to change rooms and stuff like that. Maybe that's the new the new hotspot for like taking over a country for metal you know yeah i was gonna do that <laughs> my big plan but archaic where are you guys gonna take over i'm sure you got your sights on somewhere uh wisconsin looking at wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah dude Cheese inner ones. or like inner wisconsin <laughs> yeah yeah not the outer no, not outer it's wisconsin. Already been, yeah it's already been dominated yeah fucking... that makes sense. <laughs> i don't know we maybe uh europe uh one day like we were gonna do like eastern europe too with that tour um all these like you know not the normal like european places like i don't even know where some of these places were um but that would be cool you know maybe yeah, when totally. there's not psychopaths um you know flying their uh their planes around with uh, bombs <laughs> attached to them and just yeah it's usually a time know? to stay away generally generally Let's you get that stay land away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's with the humans, man? <laughs> totally, dude. That's a fucking question I ask myself stop? all the fucking time, dude. Most of them can't, dude. I I mean, it, there's certain aspects of my life I have a hard time stopping too, but it's just like the ego thing is mostly what drives X, you know, whatever we're talking about, really. It's all about who's who's at the helm and who's got the ego. Reminds me of a song we we did called Soliloquies of the War Machine. And it's like yeah. literally about the same kind of thing like this. I think I got a shirt that's based on that that song because the art there's like a war machine just like fucking taking shit out underneath it. Yep. Oh sick, dude. <laughs> sick. No, I didn't <laughs> I didn't spill my fucking mic just fell in my lap, dude, because I'm not using the same fucking thing I Usually, I think that, that there's there's something to that though. It's like once you like it's like someone that was raised rich their whole life. Like there's only like once your bar is set so high, and they're just like, well, how can I make it higher again? Like and all the people that aren't rich are like, I want to get to that one bar, and that person that was born there their whole life that that's not cutting it anymore. It's like, all right, well, I got this land, and now like I got like, all of Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want a, like, this little pocket over here. Just yeah, let me yeah, get like, that. I want that let extra me get little that. pocket. Well, the add-on. Get, get the add-on. And then. <laughs> You ask, and they're like, nah, I don't think so. And they're like, God damn it, let me just... You're, I no. get what I want. 
My dad yeah. told me well, when yeah. I was a kid. Well, money, I write a C. money hits a ceiling. Money hits a ceiling, dude. Eventually, yeah, yeah. you'll get bored with that, and then what comes next? Power, dude. It's like, yeah, that's with anything in life, like an excess or anything. Like, it's not going to be what it was proposed to be when you were first starting out, like looking at that goal. Like, that was the goal back in the day. And all of a sudden, you're there for like nine years, and you're like, oh, this sucks now. I don't know. You know, like, I need more. You know, it's well, kind of like a human reaction. That takes me back to the furniture dome real quick in the bathroom because there used to be a poster up. This is a little tidbit for people who are Severed Savior fans. Uh, there's a there was a man is the bastard poster up in that bathroom and I'd look at it all the time while I'd be taking a piss like multiple <laughs> times just look at that poster like fuck that's crazy dude these like rich you know rich like poli politics are just rich people on top of a, a pile of bones and people and I was just like fuck dude that literally is a it's the perfect metaphor for society you know everybody yeah. who's rich and got power is just sitting comfortably at the top while all the you know everybody below that is the further you go down in that pile of people uh you're the more pressure and suffocation happens dude and there's people that pull out from underneath that and climb up to the top and it, it, but that was like the servile insurrection that song that was based on looking at that poster multiple times taking a leak at that house <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah so you came up with the concept for servile insurrection the song and then it became the album concept in a, in a way well no so i mean i came so how it worked out we probably already went over this when gilbert was on or whatever but uh gilbert had ideas for the the subject matter of each song already and and that song actually was already called servile insurrection when they first did it with dusty the demo okay. version and then they made that the song the album name as well but no i just literally take the took those two words at at a, a literal sense and worked that poster in through the writing process of that song dude and it's literally you know it starts out about a pile of bodies dude nice just read the lyrics and you'll understand what i'm talking about because that's and then find that man is the bastard record it's not like a full-length album that they put out i don't think they ever even did full lengths it was all like split seven inches and shit like that but there's one obscure man is the bass bastard release that has a cover of that that i'm explaining yeah i am looking for it right now oh yeah man Gr grew up on that and show. that was uh that, sure. yeah that's josh and david and yeah, yeah. The, the san diego crew brought that up to santa cruz they're rad yeah it's a good band but yeah dude so yeah, jared, dude, power what, violence i got a question for jared so like uh what what kind of like bands influenced you as a musician and that that could be like you know thought of as like influencing archaic but that people might not expect um i don't know or if there's any i just wonder. mars volta oh the mars cool. volta. yeah yeah great yeah a lot of our lyrics are kind of like uh, like the way that mars volta lyrics are like they don't make any sense 
Mm-hmm. Um, like they're really weird, twisted poetry kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of mm-hmm. hard to decipher, but you can kind of, there's kind of a through line that you can follow. Like you can read them and kind of get a vibe and like that some, you kind of figure out what's happening. But um, that those, the lyrics, um, when me and Chance first got into Mars Volta, we were trying to take a break from death metal because we were just listening to it constantly. Yeah. Like, um, and Chance has always been the one to kind of like go outside the bounds and kind of find cool shit. And so we started checking out Mars Volta and um, and yeah, like their lyrics were really cool and kind of deranged and kind of like like dark. Um, and the uh, the song, like the way that the songs flow through each other, like that was and with like the weird noises, like Mars Volta took it to the extreme and did like eight minutes of just like an echoing, you know, like delaying kind of thing with like weird stuff like coming in and out but i would say like that um i don't know like that's probably that's probably like the one good example i could give you (laughs) that's a good one dude hell yeah it's awesome yeah mars volt is great uh joel knows about them and his roommate trevor is down you know you guys uh brought (laughs) i don't i haven't really (laughs) got into them (laughs) but i the the musical i love them no, just it's just the like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like there's certain bands that I like. I'm like musically like fuck yeah, but sometimes like vocals just I just they're uh, hard I, to I get. Like, they're hard I to like get them. into. Like yeah, it was yeah. it wasn't an immediate kind of thing. Like Chance would we'd just go on drive like drive to a show and like listen to a Mars Volta album. And you kind of have to listen to the whole album. Yeah, and to kind of like Front get what they're doing. And um, I think as a vocalist too, for some reason I'm more ex I. A, a lot i like a vast range of vocals a lot is acceptable even bad vocals like can actually be good to me at certain times if i'm in the right mood you know like some lo-fi indie hip-hop where dude's trying to sing a fucking hook over it and it doesn't sound i could still be down you know oh, so totally good. yeah like all the new metal stuff for sure yeah no <laughs> I, oh, sorry oh sorry i did i thought i'm <laughs> muted <laughs> I even went for a word. <laughs> New metal actually is way it's better than what I just, I just I'm burned just myself harder with what it's I was a saying. Joke. It's a joke. Thing. But I'm more acceptable to like the vast range of vocals. And, 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 and also I love instrumental music more than I, you would think a vocalist would, you know, I, I probably go for instrumental music more than I do with vocals, you know, even with hip hop too. I love just listening to beats, you know, but at the same time, oh. getting like deep on lyrics and shit too, I can get into that vibe. How like hip hop also like releases albums as instrumentals too. Mm-hmm. You know, what if metal did that? I mean, they, they kind of has been. Bands. Yeah, it wasn't like, didn't like Periphery yeah. do that? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, did, but sure. you can't find it anywhere because it's oh, like, so it wasn't an official release. You can find it on YouTube. It's the only like they had it on um, Spotify for a while, and I loved yeah. it. Loved it. Like. Because I'm just not a fan of the vocals of that band. So, like, but the music's, yeah. like, fucking mind-blowing to me. I'm just like, holy shit. And, like, hearing that first album with uh, no vocals really... I mean, there's a lot of people that that uh, that agree with that. But the thing is, like, it's kind of fucked up also to the singer a little bit, I think. Maybe a little bit. I think that's maybe why they made it not a thing. Because they're like, all right, well, the, the singer's like, yeah, I'm part of the band. They're like, yeah, but a lot of people like it when you're not. 
like i think it's kind of a fucked up thing i think they probably just all got together and like all right we're not gonna have that like available for people to listen to you know as easily but prog's like hard to sing over you know oh totally like that's just in general like prog rock prog metal prog anything it's hard to sing over you know it's hard to pull it off Yeah, because the weird timing and stuff like it's hard to make like cadences that that feel natural and like hummable mm-hmm. and yeah like stick any sticky kind of anything when you when you're doing like we're going to do two measures of seven and then one measure of five and then we're going to do a measure of eight then a three and then you know like yeah you can't, it's just not as hooky well like, it doesn't the hooky it's, it's not like yeah well yeah but you know hmm. it's like i mean you can do it, it like, well. you yeah, it yeah. Well. i feel like I just yeah think it's way harder no you're yeah. absolutely you're 100 right i'm just trying to think of like yeah, like obviously Getty Lee is like kind of the you know the, the the god of that, like pulling it off great. And some people don't like his singing, but it's like if you understand how how if you like it and, and you like like Prague, like if you like Getty Lee and you like Prague, like you're you're gonna be like, dude, he's like so good at it, like kills he's it. really good. He's so good at the fact that you don't even know it's Prague. <laughs> like yeah. that's it's how good so, he is. Yeah. It sounds like people are like, yeah, this is just catchy music. I'm like, dude. Do you understand like I'm the saying, shit that they're playing right now? Like, like he's a wizard forest elf, like who just shreds the bass. <laughs> and just like I, I mean, if you look at it that way, then it make it makes sense, you know. But if mm-hmm. you're expecting, oh, Getty Lee doesn't sound like Axl Rose or something, well, it's like you're just not listening to it the right way. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Rush but, is one of those bands where it's like it it naturally weeds out the casual fans. There are a few still that linger, but it's like rush is distills their audience down to like diehards you know naturally that's true people follow them around like the grateful dead pretty much people i love like, and i love rush and i love being at their show and you could just tell like everybody loves rush when you're it's like a, a rush sober concert. grateful yeah. dead show it's like everyone's sober <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah everyone's like i'm gonna have one uh fucking molson ice and i'll go watch this show and like everyone like at the grateful dead's like i'm gonna have nine hits of acid and fucking yeah, yeah. like i'm not gonna know what's even happening <laughs> A bunch of like responsible scientists and engineers are going to the Rush concert, and yeah, yeah. Totally. I had two two IPAs, huh? And then, <laughs> and then the uh, you know the Tesla drove me home fine. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just drove home like this. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. Good. So yeah, I mean, hey, uh, got to rock. I know. Out. So Jared, you're way into electronic music and stuff too. Or do you ever? Have you ever created any? Are you trying to create any? I know you're a good drummer too. Is it something that you and I know Chance is like a obviously a creator of that style of music too? Are Shout you out Chance Shout came out on Chance. with you the, your first spot on here. Oh, yeah. yeah, is it something that like another form of music that you'd ever consider doing? Because I know like how into it you guys all are. Maybe uh, I mess around with it. It's the it's kind of a way for me to keep my chops up. Cause I don't have always like a fresh, like, especially now we're like, we're done writing the new album and it's like, we don't like, we'll, we'll start writing again soon, but right now I don't have any death metal work on. So I like to buy sample packs and then just play around. Like it's like Legos and put beats and, and, you know, noises together. And I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of fun for, for your brain and if you use ableton everything's all colorful it's like pushing around colorful blocks and cutting <laughs> things up and manipulating mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. so i i i find it fun um but like the level that some like producers are at 
is so like it's it would take me like 10 years to like to get there like or you know like it's just another um another thing where it's like to be like at the top of that like level it just takes a lot of practice and a lot of like time and stuff and i just don't do that enough so i just do it for fun just make around mm -hmm. like mess around yeah. with sample packs and making like beats and um wompy weird noises and stuff yeah fuck yeah it's i have done i well i would i will say i did do a song um when i like first got my first sample pack and i was like oh i'm gonna like try to make a you know an, a song here and then i was like let me try to mix like screaming vocals with it and it actually like what i show some show it to some people sometimes and they're like that's not actually that bad like i could see that being a thing mm -hmm. um but i don't know i think um maybe one day yeah you're saying it's like fun. crossing like uh electronic music with death metal vocals yeah or just like heavy like kind of just my natural vocals like mm -hmm. um with uh with like really aggressive um and like mixing like brutal guitars in there somehow yeah. it's very hard to do though because they're totally different like they're totally different vibes so mm -hmm. Um, there was a there's an unreleased project between uh Mitch, I mean, Igor, the, Igor by the way. Well, yeah, he he does it well too. Uh Big Chocolate and Mitch from Suicide Silence before he passed away, they had a little EP that they did that not a lot of people heard uh and DK showed it to me and I was like this is actually like a a very good blend of those two things. Like they actually hit it to where I was like, nice. yo, this could be something. Yeah. And it's it, now it's, it's seeing you're seeing it more and more because yeah, there are people that are figuring it out. Like there's this heaviness aspect to both those styles of music that if you blend it correctly, it could be a new thing, you know? Well, I, do you think do you think a lot of the EDM stuff? This is what I think about when I hear EDM with the with like the big buildups to the breakdowns. I, I I feel like to me, just being the casual, I'm not like I mean when I'm around you guys, I listen to it a bunch. Mm -hmm. But and you guys, I mean, you guys are trying to show me cool stuff and like check this out, check this out, and I'm open to it. But um, one thing that it did really bring up to me was like is is that style of music like it seems like it came from metal with the the buildup and breakdown. It's like the way they have the breakdown is kind of like a metal or or you know deathcore. Yeah, or something no, I like see that. what you're saying. It totally like, it builds up to like the the big breakdown and then heavy thing, and then everyone goes like you know at the EDM shows and then at those shows everyone goes like. It's know, like, well now yeah. they've got there's a dude named Sudden Death. If you look up a guy named Sudden Death, he's like as dark. He's almost like the behemoth of like that super Whoa. gnarly dubstep kind of stuff, and his stuff is like it's just there's a level of like heavy and and um because we're not talking about <laughs> no. you know we're not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. house music like totally. party tropical party island it's just like what some of that is actually pretty good though <laughs> i can get I can't, down in I, the right in the right mood if i'm in the right place with the right people i could be like all right yeah we'll move to this but i'm, I'm not gonna bump it in my car yeah reminds me of just being on an endless staircase or you're just kind of moving <laughs> up the staircase forever. Yeah. <laughs> and your quads start burning. You're like, fuck, dude. Like, I can't do this forever. So what? You're saying this dude's like got the evil 
Yeah, he's he, like kind of he's kind of got this like dark sort of evil vibe and uh metal like logo. Like a lot of the guys are like adopting metal logos even though they're not like even that like the metalish kind of dubstep. Yeah. But um there's another guy named like Sullivan King who like does like he's like a vocalist so he like scream over his tracks and stuff and it's like really heavy and everybody headbangs like that's the thing now is like they all like headbang like really hard it's like headbanging kind of music so there's Ooh, a crossover there but i just don't th i think that like you gotta it's like for a certain kind of person like most metal people are just gonna be allergic to that kind of music well, i was, was for a long time I there, was a time there was a time though when a lot of people that were into metal were all of a sudden into dubstep like in the what like 2010 11 12 like time i was noticing a lot of people that were like death metal and metal were like i like the electronic like my brother was one of the first people i ever saw do it he was like oh i love you know he was like in the early 90s he's an older cat than us and he would like you know can't old cannibal corpse shirts walk into my mom's work with like you know all the gnarly shirts on i'll just be like a little kid like jesus you're fucking yeah you're crazy and then he went to he's a dj now now he's like that's all he cares about so like he still knows all of his metal stuff but like it, I've known so many people that have taken that leap. They've gone from crazy metal, technical metal. Murdoch, to okay. Murdoch just—he just called himself out. He's the newest comment, calling himself out. Yep. He, <laughs> I remember him always going to dubstep shows and shit. Really, Murdoch went to dubstep. I, for some Hell reason, yeah, I don't—I didn't pin him on that at all. I guess oh yeah, dude. A, yeah, yeah, dude. And you know what's happening too is you're seeing, um, like dudes who would be in bands and probably being in like metal bands or hardcore bands or like some kind of like alternative kind of countercultural kind of band but since bands aren't economically you know great they're just like i can do all this myself and make all the music myself and you can tell they have like metal influences because it comes yeah. out in their electronic music and they probably would have been a in a death metal band or in a in a metal band, but um, they just like got a computer and they're like, oh, look at this. Oh, they you pay me like, you know, five grand a show and I don't have to split it with anybody. <laughs> I don't have to carry any gear. I just you know, carry like, gear. Shout out carry gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> carry <laughs> gear. <laughs> Also, like, like, like David uh, Siskin, or uh, David Siskin, Jesus, Christ. our old yeah. guitarist, the, the original yeah, yeah. guitarist from Odious Mortem, my old Warbreaker. friend, Warbreaker. Uh, yeah, 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 he's he he does drum and bass, and he's been doing that for, I mean, goddamn, yeah. like twenty years, twenty years now, putting on shows in San Francisco, like an underground SF bringing out people from london a bunch of like drum i saw him guys. in some basement shows and oh I was man like, dude yeah. he fucking rips dude he picks because oh, that's yeah. what it is he's just you know we're he, he's mixing his records but well, I'm like his he has a great taste and knows how to transition well through his whole set i was having a great time the whole time yeah well he he's and going silly live. kid it's going live tomorrow actually uh, tomorrow's my birthday but he's he's doing like a live stream like uh what is it six to seven thirty yeah six to seven thirty Warbreaker. um i should find exactly where the link is to yeah, where that is but, on there yeah yeah but that's uh it's pretty cool he he streams it live and everything and uh you can find him on soundcloud on jungle net 
What is it? Oh yeah, J- jungle. What is it? Jungle train net or Professor Jungle Train dot net. Jungle Train dot net. That's got to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll, that's we'll, we'll find the link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Metal Archives. I'm not looking up. Uh, <laughs> information. I will. I'll hit up David and find the link. But yeah. So anyways, you're talking about the electronic shit. But yeah, he compares a lot of that stuff. Like it's when it's the heavy, totally. like super crazy technical drumming and all the insane like shit. Like he's that's like, the number really, one person yeah. I should have yeah. brought up when I was talking about. That. That's the number one person yeah. I should have brought. Like 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 seeing yeah. him jamming him in a band with him and he had just had turntables in his room and like he'd bring me in there and like him and silly kid would go in there and like i was like i had no idea what the fuck they were doing like, there's there's this dude named sound murderer that david siskin turned me on to that would make mixes out of other jungle records and shit like that but the way he would cut it up dude was just as tech as the tech metal that we listened to today well, he, drum he and bass Drum yeah. bass is tech death. It's the yeah, EDM it's tech straight death. up. It's, it's straight so up it's so glitchy and technical, and it's fast, and people mosh to it. It's like it's not like each of those like EDM genres. Like they're different like personality types that that yeah. like are attracted to. Yeah, them. yeah. That makes do you sense. want do you want more evidence for this? Uh, the guitarist of The Last of Lucy, Gad Gidden. He's also a drum and bass producer now. And yeah. he's been he, he we Makes did a sense. show. We did a show. It was like a weird show uh with like EDM and he like did a drum and bass set and then like played guitar for us later. Yeah, dude. Um, we would so that's definitely think, a character type. Uh, yeah. Siskin would play drum and bass and shit between or like while we were setting up and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, to give you guys because I mean he broke it down really cool for me one night and because I had to people that aren't have no idea what the fuck like this music is, it's like it's all like break beating like it's like super fucking crazy but the thing is in his headphones because i saw him he took me behind the the turntables and showed me what he was doing so he has one headphone that's playing the other album or the other record on there that's ready to come up and he's counting he's got a spot on the record and he's holding the record down and he's he's counting out with the time signature of the other record and he's going one two three four but one two he's trying to catch it and once he catches it, then he like would switch it over. Cause it's such aggressive music on both like discs or whatever the fuck you records that you basically like you can't even tell if you don't know the music. You can't tell when the switchover happens. But the thing is, like I went to his shows and stuff, and there'd be a ton of people in there like getting down, and then it sounded like the same song, like a like the same kind of style of song would just start playing, and the whole crowd would go, "Oh!" And I was like, "What the?" I, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" And they're like, "Oh, he he turned over to the next album because it's." He he matched up two insanely technical rhythmic based albums, and he exactly. got one in time with the other one. And then when he switched it over, finally the whole crowd was just like, what? "It was seamless, yeah, yeah, yep." Yeah. yep. So he texted me back. So it's uh, Jungle Train dot net. Nah, so Jungle Jungle Train, jungle train. DJ okay. Warbreaker, and uh, yeah, that. and it will be yeah DJ Warbreaker. He will be on tomorrow live Pacific Standard Time, uh, six to seven thirty. Nice. Hey, oh, yeah. Jared, do you know Lab Rat? Have you heard of him? No. I've heard of the band so. Lab Rat. Okay. He, he's another one of these guys. He played guitar with uh, Max Zygman in a band called uh, Crucifornication back in the day. Uh, yeah. And he was like, he was like the death metal guitarist of, of my school. He's like long blonde hair. And then he became one of these DJ guys and just switched over. And it's the same thing. He's like, super sick guitarist that he's probably just makes more money as a producer now and or it's uh, just easier you don't have to find like five people too yeah you don't have to rely especially on anybody if you live in california there's like a huge 
EDM scene. So like you're always getting to go play sets and everything. So, yeah. I think for all of us, we just really liked the aggressiveness of metal and just a bunch of dudes. We just love dudes. <laughs> it is kind of comforting to just be in a room full of sweaty dudes bouncing off each other, dude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Especially if you're a dude. Especially if you're no a dude. Way, dude. No way, dude. No. <laughs> yeah. Or I remember yeah. when when Borgor was like the guy who was. Like, I was gonna bring him up earlier. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him anymore, but. He was doing the dubstep metal crossover show. Oh, okay. Okay. He was like the first guy who was kind of blowing up doing that. You did a sick Britney Spears remix. I was like, this is actually dope. Like, I like Britney right now. <laughs> sick, dude. You guys can't laugh with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, dude. I, I unironically <laughs> like some Britney Spears. So I wasn't about to say you have to remix it to make a good I saw Ma I saw Mauro up in the chat. He said, sweaty dudes, hearts. I already put it up. I'll put it on up again. <laughs> you, always forget, you always forget to put on deodorant. Yeah, it's definitely true. 10% of the crowd at least. But I mean, that's scattered throughout the crowd. You're working your way through. You're going to hit a dude every five, six dudes <laughs> that miss the deodorant. Oh, the, the, the shirtless dude that you have to like sneak by and you just like rub up. You basically like your shirt becomes like a, a rag for like a, a towel. Or at the end of the night, yeah. he wants to become homies and he's all sweaty and he puts <laughs> yeah. his arm around you. <laughs> God, I love it, though. I'm fucking. I still I mean, love it, though, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the that's the those genre were the days. We, yeah, that's the genre we chose, guys. That's the, gonna be are you guys days. are you guys planning on going to any shows coming up? There's like I want to go to Atheists. Oh, so I got well. a ton of shows coming up. I got uh so B BT Bam and Carbomb. I'm gonna see them twice. Um, Friday, Saturdays. They're playing in Santa Cruz and, and Berkeley. Berkeley on Catalyst? Saturday. No, uh, Friday in Santa Cruz, but uh, Saturday in Berkeley. So if you want to make that one, it's on. Uh, not this one, but why can't I drive up, drive down to Santa Cruz on a Friday? I could get dude, down there in an hour. I don't you, just you don't need to come. But uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna no, see but, that uh, in uh, OC. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely come. I, I want to see uh, Car Bomb live. That's the band I've always I would, wanted to check that's out. That's who I'd be going for for sure. No, beep, totally. beep, 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 beep. I want to see Lasers, <laughs> yeah. dude. Beep, 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 yeah, exactly. Beep, beep. Me and Can't Jared wait. were talking about that pre-pod. Like, what if he has this, like a he has a sample pedal, dude? What if he's what if he's lying, dude? If he's a fake. Oh, I seen video. <laughs> he, he just he's got an effects no. and he he yeah. You have to have fresh drums for that. that shit. Yeah, those but, weird uh, squealy noises that he make. Even on the first record, I was like, you really got to be intimate with your guitar to be able to find these noises and be able to manipulate them <laughs> like that clean. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of the whammy pedal stuff to go lower, not higher. So he does like, mm -hmm. a... it's like actually watching him. He had a Nam set I randomly watched yesterday, and uh, him jamming at Nam and using that. And like, holy shit, this guy's like a fucking freak. Like, like doing kind of almost like the EDM stuff, but doing it on a guitar or something. You know what I mean? Like actually doing it on an instrument, like live. Just we got the a little, we got a little bit of that spice in in uh, the first song on the album. When you hear that, oh, yeah. where it goes. We, cause I, I was like taking Alex's, um, guitar profiles and then exporting them to MIDI and then reamping them with Odin and turns it into a little DI signal. And I put a thing on that so I could actually like get the, the guitar pro and kind of like manipulate the notes and it still mm. would sound like a real guitar, like oh, a yeah. muted guitar mm -hmm. or something. Oh, yeah. And so I was like trying to mess around with that riff and I like cut it up and I like 
and then I went right and left with it and it just messing around, you know, and I was like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. Um, and then I was like, what do you guys think? And I like send it to um, Alex and Nathan as a joke. Like they're not going to they're going to be like, oh, that's funny. But like, mm -hmm. can't do that. <laughs> and uh, Alex surprisingly was like, nah, it's got to stay. It's I like that. It's, <laughs> it's spicy. And uh, nice. and I was like, you could do it like you just need a little little uh, kill switch button mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Did, 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 and just tap it. Oh, that's right. You guys have that in the is it in the music video? It's in one of the one of the songs that had a music video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Orpheon Descent. I've always liked, mm -hmm. especially for like, you know, what you were into and stuff like that with the EDM, like all the things you could do. That's with the, the first track you're switch. talking about, the Orpheon yeah. Descent, right? That's the name of the yeah. first one. Yeah. No, I only that. listened to the first two. I didn't have time to get through the whole thing like Casey did. But, dude, I fucking am down, dude. Like, I'm seriously oh, down. so sick. They're going to make a splash. I'm more mm -hmm. down because I've heard more of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> think about that. It's, just a, it's a numbers game. Wow. It's probably the best archaic album. I just I really know it. what's going on, dude. I finished it twice. You're good at double tasking, right, dude. Almost, yeah, actually, multitasking, just like listening you, to the album and doing the podcast, dude. No, <laughs> it's like that. it's really good, people. I mean, I, I, I think he was on his third round think, right now. I don't think anyone <laughs> would expect archaic to put to not put out something amazing. Over, I mean, I would I would be like, oh, archaic, dude, <laughs> fucking, it's gonna be great, you know. But like, yeah. and I was excited. I mean, it's like, it, you know, it's like there's different bands, that, you know, you, I love all bands like equally, but, but it's like, there's some that just stick out. And, and for you guys, I was like, dude, like what, like, I'm going to hear the new archaic. I'm like, here we go. Like, I'm like ready to hear some crazy shit. You know, that was so, funny too. Casey yeah. hit us up. was like, can I, can I listen to it? Can I? And I was like, I, I was the know. one I was like, dude, I need to hear it. I was like, I don't know if he's gonna send me a link, and like literally, like, probably please. like when I hit send, like within like twenty two seconds, Boom. I was like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, all right, here you well, go, dude. Today I listened to like three different things getting ready for the podcast because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing this morning. <laughs> this morning we were like, and we're all like at work trying to text each other like in the bathroom. <laughs> no, dude, I was like in the toilet. It's the only place it's safe. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm listening to Hunter's new shit, which is fucking dope. Gorging Shade. You, yeah. you guys hear about it when he comes on, which is, it's sick as fuck. And then, uh, which we can still talk about it. You know, Jared's on. I know he probably is familiar with the album. Give a little talk about and curious, uh, curious, say it. I, now you can give me the Anthony drunk thing. Incuros. What is it? Incuroso. No, Incuroso? that's wrong. Incurso? How's the Spawn album? Well, how do you say that? Incurso? Incurso. Incurso. <laughs> <laughs> Marijuana and drunk, yes. Um, we should talk about that. If It's like their 10-year anniversary recently, he was saying, dude. Oh, dude. Okay, so... Um, I mean, we don't yeah. have to transition into Let's, that now. I'm um, just saying, like, the, I listened to so many albums, so that's what I was saying. That's why I brought it up. Hunter wait, Shirt, are you talking about the, the band that was going to come on? Okay, yeah, so, so Hunter no, no, no. Hunter from uh, Canvas Solaris. Have you ever heard that band? Mm -mm. You should check it out, dude. It's really oh, good yeah. instrumental prog shit, dude. And in yeah. this new band, Gorging Shade, is that basically that same band, but you know, reworked and playing different a different style. And uh, it's gonna have vocals and shit. But he, we were listening to it in preparation for what we were gonna be doing tonight, 
And uh, then that fell through. And then I was listening to Spawn to get that one fresh because we're eventually going to try and talk about it on the pod for a little bit somehow, somewhere. It doesn't have to be tonight. And then, you know, now Jared's coming on. Okay, I got to listen to the new archaic shit. So it's like a lot of fucking metal today for me, oh, like trying to crash yeah. or crunch like it's a fucking test that I'm taking tonight, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was trying to get Jared on for the uh, the release date, right? But you have like, a, you guys are doing stuff for that. That's a big day for you guys. Since the the day before, 310 is what I was talking about. 311 is the day. March 11th is when it actually hits the, the, band the streets. Too. Yeah, it is the band. The streets. You guys, oh, no, it's just your band. But uh, I'm just kidding. But uh no it's it's fucking that's a that's a fun day man the album release day that's like a that's a fun day like I I'm actually kind of jealous of you right now that's a a day where all those things all these like fucking media it's been things a while <laughs> I know <right? laughs> it's been the last five album? years five years yeah yeah so that's, that's always a like time. a good like I don't know just exciting like you look at the reactions like everything's just coming in at once like it's like whoa 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 you know it's like it's a very like uh stimulating day. You know, well, we were prepared this time. We actually like had music videos done before the album and we had like we had, we were able to get two of them and then we had like a lyric video. And so like we had like super good, sick, by the way. good things, good content pieces for each um, of the singles. And then mm -hmm. we had additional like drum playthroughs and guitar playthroughs. So I think that helps when you have like stuff that you can share with, you know, your audience that will like pump them up. You know, or just mm -hmm. remind mm -hmm. them that something's coming. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that that like that that made this experience funner because you know you get feedback when you put something out, and then you you know you hear like what people think because uh, you've been sitting on it for. I've been sitting on this stuff for a long time, so I'm mm -hmm. like over it by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't that always how it fresh happens, for people? Though? Yeah. I mean, but it was extended. It was it was a long time for this one. There was like a longer than normal sort of wait to kind of yeah. get the. I wonder if there is an artist that has put something together super quick that they loved and they put it out and everybody else loved and then they could feel the freshness as it's happening. Has it ever happened? <laughs> Everything's got a lot of preparation, a lot of time put into it. It's like by the time it comes out for the public, the people who are making it are already over it. It's like an episode well, of South Park, like six days. Well, this, this, uh, like I, I Googled art. I saw, um, somebody sent me a reaction video and I Googled like archaic reaction and there's like three of them. So I think that was fun is like watching people's first impressions. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of like living vicariously through their first impression of them listening to it and like what their facial expressions and stuff. So like, there's a super funny one um, for Wayward Opulence with these two guys. They, um, they're from, you know, Europe, obviously from somewhere in Europe. Uh, but it's a, like hilarious uh, reaction video. So like that was fun. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Like, obviously, that that is a positive charge that you get when you see somebody enjoy the art that you made. You know. It's not the main reason why we're doing it, but it's definitely a big plus that once you put it out, everybody else is, is there are people that are down too. There are a couple reaction video people that I like. I know Hardcore Keem. Have you guys heard of him mm -hmm. or seen his stuff? Mm -hmm. Dude, he's like he he like mostly goes on like 
metalcore, hardcore beatdown stuff, but he has like punching objects, like like human shaped punching shit. And sometimes he'll just get up and just beat the shit out of people while <laughs> yeah. listening to the music. It's fucking awesome, dude. I want to get on his channel. That's like my dream right now. Uh, I like. There are a few people who like take it to the next level. That is next level. I'm gonna purchase something to beat up, like to take out my. I just want to beat something up right it's now. It's like it's like you want to feel like you're in the pit right now, and he like literally can just go safely fuck some shit up while listening yeah. to the music. Just and beats the shit out of this that uh, punching bag guy. It is it is the reaction you want your music to evoke if you're yeah. playing that genre, you know. And he like gets to do it, so I'm like, fuck yeah yeah but yeah there's really a lot like a proliferation of those channels that i'm like man this seems lazy this is all you do and then i'm like fuck i'd probably have fun doing it too so maybe right it, it seems kind of fun yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i've been, i've wanted to do it with these guys for sure like we'll see someday maybe who knows yeah one thing i hate about like reaction videos is just the the thumbnail of them going yeah <laughs> oh i have an idea like... <laughs> i have an idea let's hear it so, I'm going to pitch like a TV show idea. Let's do it. Um, and it could be like reaction video Island. And it's like, um, you know, like 20 up and coming reaction video channels <laughs> all compete for like a, a YouTube sponsorship uh -huh. and they have to like grow their channels to like a hundred thousand subscribers in less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. And like, there's an elimination process and they vote them off the Island and they're like, yeah, man, his his reaction, they're all like talking shit to each other. Like, yeah, his reaction was like wasn't really authentic. And I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna be what it takes to connect with the audience, you know, for yeah. this type of challenge. We're in the this oh, is the dude. real world that we're dealing that's with. So funny, dude. Oh that's my god. Hilarious. Video that is a it's on to something, dude. Like a reality show based on just yeah, like competing YouTubers, whatever various but it's just kind of reaction videos. I'm saying like <laughs> what about, what about like a kid? Or, yeah. let me go further with it and say it's just competing YouTubers and then it's like you know the children that open up toys like how they open the toys how they play with the toys like that kid didn't play with the toys the way that they should have been <laughs> docked points <laughs> You know, terrible life. Had a problem getting the wrapping, you know, the fumble. There's of the no hands, way they're gonna like... get that brand endorsement. <laughs> yeah. That kid's not going to college. No what about way. the reaction videos to the reaction island videos? <laughs> like when you start like inceptioning, like no, wait, the 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 <laughs> the person who has like final say to vote them off the island reacts to their reaction videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. like and then and then the viewers vote for um the reaction winner it's then it's got to be three judges based on his reaction then it's got to be three yeah. judges and out of the three judges the audience votes on the reactions of the three judges and then exactly. that's what tells you which reaction video there's like a YouTuber. staircase and the great thing is that it's tokenized so it's it's you know and if there's a staircase friendly, then you know that there's house music yeah if you're if you're um you're like the person you're rooting for on reaction video island gets and moves to the next round your um digital currency token for that person goes up in value too so it gives it a financial uh incentive financial for the audience to come back every single That's week so and be there in the you know oh, 
get the ratings oh going for God. the channel. It's crowdsourced. Dude, yeah. within I, I five a, minutes, we just had a billion dollar fucking idea. Yeah, I had Anybody, an idea. For, yeah, we'll sell it. We'll sell that I wanted idea. to do uh, I wanted to do Cali Death Jeopardy with you guys and like Cali get a oh. get a bunch of down. questions from the audience and then just see which... Oh, I thought we were about to do it right now. It'd be funny. I just had an idea. What what if just real quick just to interject but what if you like went to like someone like your mom or something and you're like all right so here's like five death metal CDs and you need to like pick one that's your favorite. <laughs> death like, metal she, moms she island oh, yeah or grandma <laughs> you know which one's like, most like, like oh i don't like listenable this, for her she's like but that one is like all right you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it's definitely going to be anything that yeah, has clean yeah. vocals she's like i can just lean yeah. on the clean vocal part exactly yeah the the archaic moms or no sorry arch spire moms react was pretty good they had the oh yeah. every They're, every mom in the in the band reacted yeah to their oh, oh really see oh, that's, that's a good idea to their music. Yeah, I, I like that yeah that's way better than my idea i like that that's great yeah see i think a mom oh, yeah. reacting to her own son or daughter's work would actually right you know, have that's a little funny. bit of a bias that would get her through a little bit more of it than if you just walked up to a random lady and said here's some death metal you know yeah. i think trevor from uh, black dahlia did uh like on the streets of new york he like was like handing them the CD or something to listen yeah. to, and like people that he knew that weren't metalheads at all, and they're just like, okay, well the music's cool, like it's just the vocals, and he, like the vocalist is standing there. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. like, this <laughs> is less technical than the last one. Like, Jared knows we've been, yeah, we've always been the victim of that. All the non-death metal people commenting on our. We had to, we voice. had to work up to you guys. We had to work up to those vocals, man. I mean, in the beginning, like we didn't, we weren't children going like, like it wasn't like a, a beautiful sound to what us. If you like know, but but once you get in it's like it's like a secret club that you're in you're like oh shit it's an yeah. instrument too pretty much it's like actually it's another instrument that's just a it's a, accommodating the fucking instruments you know the aggressiveness of them I don't yeah know. it's Next no you know it, it's it has to be as heavy as abominable fugidity or else I'm not is there to it. is there some <laughs> is there a band out there that does straight clean vocals over like cannibal corpse style i'm just music? saying like you could easily oh. just take that riff like but like if you had an instrument instrumental like and you're just all like yeah like like that could be a good that riff specifically that you're mouthing could definitely be a good mashup but like, dude, rapping over a spawn of possession song. <laughs> yeah, you basically. Well, Dennis basically does. Dennis basically yeah. does. No, I mean, no but like, I'm saying that's like, but people, people, but people are always trying to go like, oh, I want to add metal into something. But how about adding yeah. hip hop into the technical thing? Like, we're well, spawn of possession. Art Spire does it. Art Spire's yeah. Oh, yeah. that's pretty, yeah, yeah. He's tech nine. He's tech nine. If you put like bone thugs and harmony vocals like over spawn of possession, like, you know, it's like, I'm going to catch everybody. Yeah, yeah. Busy bone everybody. comes in. Busy bone oh, comes in. He's all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it could work. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. That, I don't know if it could be done right, but yeah, no, it's trippy, dude. That's what I'm saying. I wanted like, to do the other. I wanted to do death metal vocals over non death metal. I think that's an unexplored music. 
Just like Cannibal Corpse with like my, the My Chemical Romance singer over it. And well, we'll I think that a no, good version of it is yeah. like um, uh, Corpse Grinder's song on the that newer Igor album where it's over like 8-bit, but it's still got aggressive that sounding drums. So that's what I'm saying. That's like yeah. that's like an idea. Yeah. I love that. Because that song starts out heavy as shit, and then they break out into the 8-bit stuff, and you're like, wait, no, it still works. Corpse Grinder over 8-bit. And then you tie it into his fucking love for video games. You're like, this this all makes so much sense right now. Yeah. That's the song? Uh, Is that? Yeah. is it the newer Igor? The newest? Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's the newest, newest. It was 2019. There's, yeah, he's There's that music video that's like super crazy, like insane art with all the shit. And then at the very end, he comes in with like that ski thing, and then it's the Corpse Grinder song at the end. Yeah. Right, of that video. So if you see like, was Jared, it, like what's that dude? video called? There's, I think what there's a studio that? video of. of and then the, there's also a studio video of, of the corpse grinder. It's, the, it's just yeah. it's like the most brutal Sick. corpse grinder you could think of. Just how he always comes, just hard as fuck. Oh, over yeah. oh, a genius. really really fucking heavy riff that fuck just yeah. goes for a while, and then yeah. at, like halfway through it, it's just like we're gonna take the guitars out and it's gonna be eight bit over these same kind of drums, and it's still heavy as fuck. You're just like. Corpse Grinder has enough heaviness. I mean, I've, I just got to say, like, we've seen Corpse Grinder do vocals. I've never seen a more powerful vocalist w- uh, in death metal where he can have the mic like a foot away from his mouth and he's just belting oh, yeah. out of that gigantic neck of his and it's still just as audible as it should be in a live show but the fucking mic's like a foot away from his mouth dude i have to be right up on it my mic needs to be touching my mouth yes i might be louder than most people but i still need it there you know this guy's just fucking Imagine just like, if the mic that's was a real right. beast dude it right there what would happen dude just Say it again? Red. i was just what checking it out that's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> oh you're listening to it yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the igor yeah yeah, yeah Igor, like if you, if you haven't checked mean. him out dude go deep yeah. down that rabbit hole it's fun is anthony's it the first one to show me igor is it a guy him. igor you keep saying him is it a dude it's is a, it a, yeah it is a i mean he recruits oh, okay like, like sure his I, name's I not know. igor though <laughs> his name's not igor it's, a it's different like jethro tolls a guy you know so yeah, i exactly. I, I already igor. mentioned it but i got into it on the nostril album i don't know how i can i think it was like mentioned in the same conversation as venetian snares which is a crazy fucking technical edm producer guy that just shits out amazing shit all the time and and you know igor had some aspects of that in the music but it was also heavily metal influenced and and there's other styles that i can't even pronounce the like bar like what is it a bar esque or I can't even pronounce it, but there's like these other like weird styles of music that they all it's, it's just another like a stratosphere style project. The stratosphere is on Igor, the newest Igor uh, member Timba's, Timba's on it. Oh yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, Cause you, yeah. you could just tell that like that dude grew up on bungle, grew up on a stratosphere farmer's market, like all these genre, you know, bending, bands and uh but he does it in his own way you know i think there's like a tradition and of like, erlin's the bass player of the yeah newer two there's like a more like a tradition of like showmanship in europe that's more like circusy like 
I don't know. Like that's kind of like what I'm explaining. Trying yeah, to explain yeah, is yeah. like this, like involving. Like I love how he involves the um, uh, accordion so yeah. well in the music. Like he makes the accordion just as much a part of this heavy ass music as everything else that's playing in that song. I hate accordion. <laughs> when Do you used, really? I'm, like, I'm over it, it. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets too into that, I'm kind of not down. Um, yeah. That's my limitation on Igor. I like it when it's more like death metal. But uh, dude, Flesh God Apocalypse, I think, also have like a circus background, I was told. Like they were all performers in some like show and then they just wanted to make it a death metal wow. band and they, they pulled it off. That's so like sick. A, yeah. That but I'd have to more confirm intrigued. that. I'm not sure. But someone just told me. But. I like I like the circus shit like the unexpected. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And totally. Um, there's certain black metal bands like Dodd Hemsgard. I say that fucking wrong every single time. There's some circus sounding shit in a lot of their records. I think it, it's a good blend too, to have that in metal. All right, we are so fucking deep in the <laughs> fucking weeds. Jared, guys. what's your fir- what's your favorite circus metal band? I'm listening to this <laughs> Igor song. That shit's crazy. That course well, I'm surprised you haven't. That's literally like my pathway into listening to electronic music is Igor. Damn. Go deep down that rabbit oh. hole. Drum. I mean, I, I haven't got into other electronic music. Okay, so I want pathway. What do you guys? Okay, have you ever heard of the band Black Dice? No, but I like that name. Well, Black Dice is an insane, like, kind of avant rock guard crazy. You know, well, okay, avant guard like experiment well more experimental than avant-garde because there's well, like black dice no is an experimental uh music band currently based in brooklyn New okay York. You, so you know about black dice initially they're, drawing on hardcore punk yeah. and noise rock oh no, you're reading it <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're actually they're originally from uh I, I believe rhode island actually but they moved to new york at some point yeah well wikipedia but, needs an update then well i, I I'll, I'll log in later but yeah so um that's <laughs> good but uh, no, they're super sick. They're crazy, and like they, uh, they're like a bunch of art students who like, like are like they make incredible, fucking insane art that's like fucking mind bending, psychedelic, badass shit. And uh, we used to go see them like in, at UCSD, like the the, um, sh- the Shea Cafe down there and stuff. And like you know, Man is the Bastard, and people played down there like way back in the day and stuff. San Diego scene, anyways. But they're crazy and they're awesome and so like they started off like super experimental and stuff and then as time went on they became more like electronic but it's like in a different like approach to it it's like so sick it's like so free of like like almost like thinking from 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 like a musician's angle because they're all art students so like Mm -hmm. they came to it like totally from a different angle before which is like super experimental noise um just free form style but like it's like become over time like super in, turn into this really sick electronic thing but it's so different and unique like compared to like the the like gridded kind of stuff you know and i saw them like because i used to see them at these like small places way back and stuff and then years later i saw them play it like god where where's that place in San? it wasn't the great american music hall it was like some where's like the giant club in san francisco that's like is it the american it's not Great, the Great American Music Hall. Wait, that, what did you, is, did you? Is that different from the place on Van Ness? Or is that the Great American Music Hall, like on Van Ness, right there? Like, mm, that, or is that Regency Ballroom? Oh, Reg- that's two different places, right? Yeah, Regency okay, so Ballroom. I, I saw it at the Grand American Music. That's where it was, and it was like this fucking fat place. All these people there, and it was like, what the fuck? I'm seeing this band Black Dice at like 
this insane place with like so many people and it was all like was there like an upper balcony yeah yeah and yeah, they, yeah. They, they were like up there with like pedals and like crazy weird shit like doing this electronic shit like no more drummer anymore just like all like you know sounds and stuff but it was like so tripped out like and it was so sick and i was just like they've gotten like huge kind of like and they were like tiny because they were insane and super experimental like noise like brutal noise core like fucked up like hard to listen to but like their early shit's like so insane <laughs> but like but dude it's awesome i love it but yeah so anyways so if you ever get a chance to check out black dice like all of their shit's totally different and really cool yeah so and you obviously found them on wikipedia so yeah no yeah. that's tight <laughs> i got it queued up for the next drive nice yeah they're crazy so so okay eight albums coming out in eight days yes so let's talk about this let's talk about the album cover because i gotta give some shout yeah. outs to the yeah. artists because this is the first time that i had two artists work on the same canvas essentially wow interesting so i had seen there be these like collaborations in the visionary art world of like this artist collaborating with this artist and then making like like i liked both of their art but then they like came together and made something like really unique and cool that had like both their styles and i was like oh it's kind of like being in a band like mm -hmm. you know it's like mm -hmm. we're working on the same song and there's two people like working on it and i was like what if we did that with like artists like a couple artists because we have like the guy that did supernal flames uh silvio Vieira, and he's dope but then i also wanted to use like the the artisan era kind of like um kind of in-house art du dude justin who's like a good friend of us too who like does a lot of artisan era stuff and i was like what if i get them both to like collaborate and they live on different sides of the world um and it was like I had cold feet about it for a while because I was like, this is either going to really turn out terrible and it's not going to work and like mm -hmm. I won't be able to like blend um, together or it'll be really cool and unique and like be something different. That's definitely um, different, dude. I've never heard of that being a thing. I've never heard of album artwork. I'm sure I'm not saying that i'm sure but it sounds like something that has been done but it, I, i've never come across it and i you know i tend to think that i like to get the information and really know who's doing the artwork on albums that i love so it's like i've never come across two guys collaborating for one piece of art on an album i like yeah. it i love yeah. that idea i figured like it's kind of like that uh like it's going to come out like unexpected and unique no matter what just because the mm -hmm. equation of adding like two yeah dude two a, a collaboration is a potential for something that is outside of what either one of those artists had thought that they would be doing or thought that they were capable of because now it's two uh talented brains put together that that formulate something totally outside of themselves that's something new now it's a combination of two it's almost like birthing a child dude like two people's dna art, artistic dna get interwoven and then spewed out into another entity that entity won't be able to make art though 
your for album for a while. not until it the algorithm learns <laughs> enough <laughs> the, the dna can be uh extracted and reconfigured into a, a bio the artificial specimen. intelligence uh, yeah because yeah like the the plan the whole plan was with our cake is to make music until we die but yeah. then then the ai would take over and start finishing like totally. making our albums no i mean and we'd own sense. the we'd own the ai so then all of the you know because tech death like there's so much money in it all of the proceeds <laughs> would go to our children so it's mm -hmm. kind of just generational <laughs> wealth that we're building yeah and that's how that's why you, you're going to be talking about your new idea which is turning all the archaic stuff into uh, various nfts that will be able to generate enough income and plus be able there's a secret software built into these nfts that you'll be able to then upload to the new biomechanical specimens that are going to hold the consciousness of the <laughs> new members of the future <laughs> archaic of it was the, the plan the whole time yeah <laughs> dude it's in the lyrics man just it's all it's them. all it's all there in black and white yeah. Okay. What about what about NFTs that are sound? When's that coming? It's already like, a thing. Is it a thing? Yeah. People are NFTs. Yeah, this fucking music. Speaking of weird algorithm stuff, the Mike Shinoda um, of Lincoln Park. Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah. We all know. I, I don't know. No, who's he? Is he? <laughs> we all know who Mike Shinoda is. <laughs> um, he did an NFT project where he did a vocal line, like a lyric, um, and then the nft when you mint the nft it's like got this you know it's a smart contract that lives. i don't know how it works <laughs> at all but but um but it will randomly like produce a unique version of all of the different elements that are in this project to create like a, a unique that nobody has it with this configuration of instruments and tuning and things like that in order to like make it a unique piece of music that gets auto generated when you mint it. Wow. Jesus. And there's like 17,000 of them, you know, combinations of it that you can do or 1700 or something. There's like quite a bit that you can do. So that's isn't already it, definitely a thing. Isn't every record a FT? It's like a, it's a fungible it's a, token, yeah. It's a fungible token. It's like it's it's the <laughs> it's the music that, that that's being like you know someone's making money. Hell of fungible. Hell of fungible. It's just funging. So that was like, you just spot, and then when it's bought, it it doesn't increase in value at all. Well, I, I'm hearing like UFC because I'm like a big UFC guy, and like like uh, Dana White's like, yeah, every ticket's an NFT now. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't even know what's going on. Like, I'm like my, I'm trying not to be a boomer about it. Be like, no, dude, it's all good, dude. Yeah, every, yeah, it's a, t it's an NFT now. Well, yeah, totally, it's a good ticket. So, Anthony, if you went to a record store mm -hmm. and there's like three copies of one CD, does it matter which one you buy? Actually, I would make sure that there's no cracks or anything. And so, the, yeah, discounting any imperfections. No, all it doesn't the matter. They're all the same. So that's what fungibility is. Okay. okay. So if they so made like every album means different. different in some so way. you're saying if I went there and then there's three of the same album, but each album has a different artwork. Yeah. And one artwork is is a limited edition piece that you know could be worth more down the road. Truly non fungible means that there's no other version of it out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Okay. So if like if you had Britney Spears's original okay. vinyl, and she, uh, she put lipstick on and smooched the um the inside of the vinyl on the mm-hmm. corner right above, um, keep talking one of her hit songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her favorite hit, yeah. Yeah, but she only did that to one vinyl ever, and then glossed CD, over because she probably didn't print any vinyl. But see, yeah. let's say it's a CD with one <laughs> imprinted lipstick smooch on the inside mm-hmm. of the CD. Yeah, that would be non fungible. Ah. Oh. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I own a incantation record where there's only sixty six copies of it, but it's smeared with goat's blood underneath the CD tray, it's smeared in a way that's no different. It's different than all the other sixty six. Is that a non fungible CD right there? Yeah, correct. Pretty much. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And there have been like bands like in the interim leading up to this the, the new era like uh, that have experimented like Exivius released like a program where when you bought their second album you could generate a poster in this program it was like a network model and then they'd send it and I have one uh, poster that's like my unique Exivius poster you know so there have been like lots of experiments of this kind of nature but these are before like any blockchain stuff now, yeah and now cool. they made it digital now it's yeah. That's smart. I mean, you got to f- come up with something else. I mean, fucking, you know, obviously, like, you know, like you said, Tech Death makes a lot of money. So it's like, obviously, you got to come up with something unique or something that you can give someone that's different that will actually, you know, encourage people to purchase. Like, I bought a right here, Spastic Ink. Shit. I bought the Spastic Ink. Uh, it's like a multicolor, like, mm. disc. Nice. Like, all the di- it's like three different discs in there that are all cool different colors with all the Spastic Ink stuff all over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, immediately, like, I didn't even think. I was like, I'm buying this. I don't care where it's coming from. I'm, yeah. It's something different and, and new. And, and it's like a, a very archaic uh, model of, like, that style <laughs> of, like, it. you know. <laughs> but it's like a very, like, basic style of that. You know, it's like, give something someone unique now because everything is fucking so easily. I could tap a button and be like, oh, your album came out this morning? Okay. Hit a button and then it plays the whole album, you know? Used to be yeah. like people waiting in line for like, you know, to get a CD or something like that. Now it's just like at our fingertips. So you have to give something different. And obviously, you know, Spotify pays a bunch of money to all, all you guys. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you have to find the NFT thing is like, I don't want to like it, but there's things in there that I'm like, there's, there's fucking like money in that for bands, you know, to keep them going. Like there's something in there to keep bands going. And I like that part of it. That's basically what I'm getting at. So I have a question for Jared. Since you're, you know, industry type guy nowadays, what do you think about the Bandcamp being acquired by Epic Games News that dropped today? Do you have an, any kind of informed opinion about that? Not, I would, not really. I saw the article. Um, I think that it sounds like they're trying to get on that crypto multiverse metaverse kind of thing i think everybody in the especially in the music industry right now or in entertainment and stuff is trying to jump like dogpile on the nft and crypto stuff so like who knows what's what's going to happen with it it's still not very like the most user-friendly sort of way that people have put nfts into like into like for like normal consumers to like get into is the nba 
like they ha- and I guess UFC probably has them now too, but like the NBA has like NBA hotshots mm-hmm. and it's like just a normal website. You don't have to, you can like buy the NFTs and like own them. Apparently it's just like real, like user friendly. Cause yeah. like we don't want to be like freezing our wallets in cold storage or something like that's the reason why I haven't got into it really. It's cause it's so hard to think. My friend made me, he's, he like had me download this thing and buy some XRP because, you know, that's what the world banks are going to move to or something like that. Some kind of like thing like that. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you never know. Well, go ahead. well, I mean, I have a, you know, I used to have this dude that lived in a trailer that was one of our friends, like me and Carrie's friends. Um, he's also, a, you know, a known drug dealer um, was one day he knew that I worked at a bank and was like. He's all, dude, this is, it's like 2013 or 14. He's all, dude, there's this thing called Bitcoin. Like, you, I don't think you understand. Like, this is like the thing. This is what's coming next. And I, and he, I was like, well, you're a drug dealer. Like, I don't know. I, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not putting. Taking a financial advice from you. I know. I was like, he's all, dude, you have to put money into this right now. And I was like, no. And then he ended up with like 40 Bitcoins and fucking 56 grand a pop. And now has a fucking mansion in Hawaii. But like. I literally was like, like no, it was like they were like 150 bucks a piece or something. They were so cheap back then, and I was like, "We well, just got to think about how how like much of a risk it seemed like you would be taking at the time." Yeah. So something so new and so foreign, I still don't really know. I That's what the NFT thing though. It. It's like it's the NFT thing though. You're like, I'm like doing the same thing right now. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not touching that shit. And I'm like, fuck. You've already done this one stole. But you what if like, there is like a NFT or? You know, like a leprous NFT or something. You know, one of your like. I was just about to say, like a dime bag Daryl NFT. (laughs) Oh yeah. That like it had like value to you because of your connection with like the artist or the music, and it's like a way for you to get into it. Maybe you'd buy it then. Like I'm not. I haven't bought any apes or anything. Right. Like that's the thing to buy right now is like the apes. My drummer, he's he would be somebody to talk to about it because he's like way into it. And he bought an ape that uh, for like he bought it for like 60 bucks. And then people are offering him like three grand for this ape now. So wait, when you say ape, you're talking about a picture of an actual ape. Yeah, it's an NFT kind of phenomenon. It's going like like one of the Logan Paul, the Paul brothers bought one. And the other day, and they're like, "How much did you spend on it?" And he was just all quiet. He's all, "I don't know, like uh, six hundred grand." Like he spent for a fucking <laughs> picture of an ape. That's just a cartoon picture, but they're like, they're what wanted. The it's like a, it's like what? it's like a trading card. It's well, like here's a, the, here's the thing like about a it. Ben Davis picture, like a picture of Ben Pretty, Davis. It's ben kind of close ape? to it. Kind of close. It's like a just a normal looking. It's not even cartoon anything special ape? at all. Yeah, it's but like it's ape. but it's wanted by people. It's like. It's like now the, it? the, it's just like make it your background on your computer. I don't know. It's like, I'll just screenshot it. And like, I'll use the, it. There's my 600 grand. dude. just <laughs> got to turn my computer on to see it. Yeah. I don't under, I haven't fully understood that portion of it, but or you yeah. could do like a digital uh, screen on your wall and use it like art. But well, everyone the, else I can think use the it idea too, too is like you can wear your um, NFT Nike you know, digital Nikes that nobody has in the metaverse as an avatar. Where you're like a dinosaur or something with Nikes oh, on. Like, hey, God. guys, I'm here. Crazy. Let's party. 
No, people. But, were, I think you brought it. that up last time we hung out, Jared. I think you brought up like uh, joking around, but then I asked a question about like buying real estate in the metaverse. That's a thing. It's a fucking thing. It's <laughs> a real thing. That's a real. People thing, are yeah. buying real estate in the metaverse. People are buying a piece of land. Sorry, guys. Do you meet land. a guy? You meet a I guy, hope... and he's like, "I got, yeah, dude, I got two more." I, I need to. I need to like go and go for a walk guys that you guys keep a uh, keep this podcast going i need to go like think about some things i i don't like where this <laughs> where like the future of humanity is going that's the ultimate ultimate boomer speech right there you could just see casey like with his hands in his I'm pocket going up. walking down the road just like i'm mm. getting a, i'm getting my miata and i'm <laughs> i'm going to starbucks <laughs> this is bullshit <laughs> I want to. Oh my god! Let's all get a house together in the metaverse, dude. Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. A dude who's got two mortgages, and then you're like, "Oh, dude, where's your other house?" Okay, (laughs) it's in the simulation, dude. I got a nice little homestead, dude. You know, (laughs) I got another idea. All right, let's do the idea. All right, so the (laughs) the (laughs) um the dome, the furniture dome, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know, unless we can, you know, get the money together to buy them out and get the furniture dome back for the sake of death metal in Santa Cruz. Mm, mm. What if we recreated the furniture dome in the metaverse okay. exactly how it was in 2000, you know, 10 or something like that? Mm. And uh, then we sell rooms for rent in the furniture dome <laughs> and then you end up and finding out all of us just end up renting the room the funny thing is like yeah. this is like it's gonna be a thing though that's what's funny about it that is fucking insane dude and it's not at, at all it's out not of the joking possibilities no it's he's not joking at all it's already like, happening i mean he's joking and, about like people wanting to pay rent guess who there. get first dibs on to be a tenant in the furniture dome it's all of the cali death podcast listeners hey, it's my birthday tomorrow <laughs> perfect so oh, that's yeah, what i want dude. for my birthday as oh, yeah. i want some shares in the metaverse version of my old apartment <laughs> here's evidence here's evidence that uh, your birthday is always a day later in the year next because the last year was casey's actual birthday oh, Thursday night. Night. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that means my birthday next year is on Saturday. Yes. Does anybody? Oh, oh yeah, you got a sick one next year. That how it goes. Who? Nice. You need to figure out if anybody else is going to line up with a uh, episode a this year. By the way, secret. I'm having a secret party tomorrow at Oceanside Brewing Company. <laughs> he just <laughs> dropped where it's going to be. It's a what secret, a secret party. party. Secret party, dude. Anything. I heard. I didn't say anything. If you find yeah. out, like, we have 40, 40% of our listeners are in San Diego right Dude, now. Dude, all 11 people are going to fucking rage down there. <laughs> <laughs> the, se- the second we said NFT, like, the fucking view count was still like, yeah, just <laughs> I know. Hey, I- I'm going to have a Thursday birthday this year. So nice. Oh, shit. But um, oh, yeah. it's during a month. Birthday bash, dude. It's a month, uh, which I have tour offers. So. I might have to do it from the road, but I'll still do, do it. So, so uh, I'm gonna have a Thursday birthday as well. Fuck yeah, dude! Oh nice. When is when is your birthday? October twentieth. Dude, it's I forgot. Oh, that I got a Wednesday birthday. I'm the twenty sixth. Maybe we should do a, a Jared Anthony collab combo birthday bash. 
Let's yeah. do it. We'll do it on your actual birthday. Yeah. Wait. We'll, we'll Jedi perform Grind that is... suffocation song together again. Yeah. <laughs> like we did on that tour. Oh, yeah, dude. Scott's going to be at your shit, dude. What up? Look at that. New friendships happening. Celebrity guest announcement. <laughs> <laughs> it's super secret, though. You can't. Word on the street is that. <laughs> yeah. Is that there's going to be some. Joseph. If you come, can you bring your saxophone, please? Oh, dude, I'm going to the studio tonight, and I'm going to grab my saxophone and bring it with me. Make sure the, the fucking wizard's coming, dude. Dude, he was, I was talking to him on the phone last night, Diego, and uh, it was like, dude, I was like, dude, I want to do another saxophone jam with Joseph. Yeah. So bad. And I didn't think you were back in town. I was like, dude, that'd be the best. <laughs> so that's like all I want. Come, come to the secret party. It's 7 p.m. Actually, it's a total secret, though. 7 p.m. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, if you upload it immediately, then everybody's gonna. But it, it's. I'm not setting up triggers, though. Fuck all that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm bringing triggers, oh, not... dude. Oh, okay. Well, you can. I'm not getting all fucking. Oh, dude. I dude, I, I want to meet Christopher Beetle, dude. I haven't met him yet. I'm like super. <laughs> I got. To, I had the pleasure oh, of meeting man. him. He he fucking snuck me into. Uh, the Sin City Fest, violently vomit show in Vegas, dude. I yep. still haven't met the BD dude. Dude, I didn't go to Defeated Sanity. Uh, Wait, Anaheim is he in the chat weekend? right now? Ask yeah. him. Ask him dude, what he thought about him, meeting me when I was all fucking dapper. <laughs> you were telling me to ask him how much of a boomer are you? He can hear you. <laughs> oh yeah, tell him. Don't ask him. That's not how it works, Anthony. Bro, you're in the uh, middle. Dude. Now you can give me the Anthony drunk alert, dude. I'll I'll officially accept that now. But at I'm this defeated sanity one. show, it was like all of Dreamer were there. Uh, Diego and Ed from TVV slash Discord were there, and I'm just like, "Fuck, dude! All my bands are like meeting each other without me there." I was like, "God damn it!" Like the no. one night I could have partied with everybody, and so Freaking, I was pissed. I'm gonna start calling you nice. Joseph Sieber, dude. Oh yeah, Chris. <laughs> it was rad. It was all rad that night, dude. I loved I love showing up like literally five minutes before Joseph's about to be playing. Diego's fucking ready. Give hugs. Get to the side of the stage and just watch fucking to violently vomit for how long was your guys' set? Forty five, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And Perfect. I forgot you were there until the end. I'm like, oh fuck, Anthony's here. That's great. yeah, dude. All dressed up all nice and shit. Fuck yeah. I was, dude, because I, I that's why I like to look. I like to look like that in Vegas, dude. I'm gonna. I got my hot wife and her in her fucking nice dress, dude. I can't I'm not gonna show up in a fucking you know, cannibal corpse. Cannibal corpse has been coming up a lot this show. I mean, pretty much yeah. every death metal everything. That's like the go to, <laughs> like when you can't when you're too drunk and you can't think of like an obscure band, you're just like cannibal corpse. Dude, dude. Cannibal corpse, dude. <laughs> pretty, uh, so cannibal corpse, that's part of the the uh plethora of shows that are coming here. So uh it's the actually they're playing actually Jared the day your album comes out. I hit up your your wife and was like, hey, we're going to this, and I'm like, I didn't add you in the thing because you always like you respond like nine days later. You're like, fuck yeah, guys, what's up? <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm intentionally not adding Jared in this group. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, the day your album comes out, um, Campbell Corpse with uh, who else like where Apple and Revocation, uh, Revocation Tent, Shadow Tent, Berkeley. We're all going. Oh shit! Okay. So you're going too, because I told your wife to take you. All right. Well, that's how. <laughs> Shout it works. out, Shara. Shara. 
Shout out Shara. He's sure. like, well, I'm not going, so we're going to have a talk later. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yeah, man. I think we're running into a brick wall a little bit because we're all... Uh... Well, I don't feel any brick wall, but we can... Yeah, I, I got to go practice. Uh, I got to go practice I'm just going Casey's off of party. the... Like, dude, Casey so, wanted to take a walk like three day, three seconds ago, so I don't know. I, don't, I guess there's no brick wall. No, no, it's all no. Good. You just have to wait um, until like halfway through to realize he was kidding. Because at first I, I was like, oh, okay, so, so I'm gonna call Jared out real quick. On. I'm gonna call Jared change, out real quick. Change my hat. I'm here for the long run, dude. I'm I'm calling Jared out real quick. Jared is the biggest proponent of your guys's podcast go way too long. You have to shorten <laughs> yeah. those motherfuckers up. Nice. So we speak the longest. Yeah, speak. but why? When we I know. Make, I'm. I'm not. I, only. I. I, only, I. I like was thinking in my head. This could be a three-hour podcast. Yeah. Totally I think we should. Make I this came into it. If we end it now, that's going to be a, a huge win because you know I'm just. <laughs> yeah, you don't let them win. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I prepared for three. Two's okay. <laughs> I no. I, I mean, agree. it feels like just hanging out. Like your your guys is you have like the most ca casual podcast. You have just to like hanging out. Well, you got to oh, pack a lunch. You got to pack a lunch when you come to like you know. <laughs> I know. Like, you, you know, you got to you know pack a backpack, bring a Swiss Army Swiss Army knife. You know, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Well, one thing about the podcast no. that when they're really long, one thing I really do like is that like I don't listen to the pot like usual like the normal long podcast. I don't listen to it in one sitting. I go to bed to them every night, so I, I listen to like. 40 30 minutes, minutes at a time yeah for us in like three minutes <laughs> i just do that for like a year but i no, it literally is because when i'm i have a, a ear ringing thing so i have to put something on every time but like i literally put it on and be like fuck yeah this is sick go to bed and like i don't know how long i got through it so i have to rewind till like it's something that i kind of remember and i just keep it going and a podcast can last me if it's like a three-hour podcast that can last me like uh, like we three, got we've gotten you know little feedback you know throughout the year and i'm just calling it even doing it but funny. i'm no, saying I, that, that when I, when we do the longer ones then we get people that say yeah. they're down with the longer ones keep well, the longer ones coming and then I, i've we, given Jared never got the other too. side and i'm sure I'm there's the feedback. other side i feel the other like side is our average listening time is like 24 minutes total so <laughs> So, per episode. so that's but, average so that's with the people listening the two hours average with the people yeah, who listen yeah. for the first five minutes those are the people that listen okay, for listen, like 45 yeah. seconds so, okay so yeah. here's here's the whole yeah. thing is that i think all of this talk tonight makes me feel like this should be the longest podcast we've ever done <laughs> and also my birthday is at midnight like in two Dude, hours i'll keep going minutes. don't fucking threaten me with a good time dude why don't we I'm just, just? I think Jared's down. I think I think he is on. Board. I don't know. He's. Shit. I don't know. He's down. Yeah, I don't know if he's down. Mm. <laughs> nah. dude, come on, you guys. You got it. Was serious, dude. Come on. Dude. I mean, I'm down. Don't fucking threaten me. I'll fucking. I'll stay on here. Yeah, I'll, dude. I'll stay until four in the morning. See, look at the chat, dude. Come on. See you guys. See, I'm talking about. Bro. What up? See that? Yep. Those. Those but, were fun, dude. But here's the whole thing about the long episode. If you're not into it, just you can like this is thing you that's what I'm saying. Stop, there's a stop button. You can also resume. You can also resume. You can just like that's press stop and then like not exactly what I was though. saying. Like you could resume. Like you can do like a little chunk of it's it. And then mm -hmm. yeah. Come back. It's like really easy. Like with the me and Jared are really into uh uh sword and scale, you know. Sometimes oh, yeah, like, a, nice, a nice solid hour. 
Yeah, me, yeah. And Jer- me and Jer- me and Jeremy really in the sword. I still fight. fall asleep Very good during example. it. <laughs> yeah, I still totally. fall asleep in the middle of it, and I have these most like, the most fucked up dreams of my life. But I'm like thinking I'm on the run. Other than Joel, ever heard? Sword I have. I have. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I like it. What it's is really, it? Say it's it amazing. Again? It's called Sword and Scale. It sounds crime, like, like, like crime podcast, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I thought we were talking about a band. Probably it's like it's like a de- every every episode is like a death metal band. Yeah. I Dude, every episode has my heart beating. Chop your kids up, bury them in the backyard. See, oh, no, that's no, the last I'm, episode. My 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 main pod listening is silly as fuck comedy right now, dude. I love comedy bang bang, dude. That is my fucking shit. If you guys don't know about comedy bang bang, all your favorite comedians have been on it. All and shout out to Anthony. Anthony has literally pointed me in directions I don't want to go in. Like kill Tony, like what five years ago? Oh, I love yeah. kill Tony. No, no, no. He I go I over to the fucking the Jared's house now, and he's like, they're they're obsessed with Kill Tony, and I'm like, dude, fucking Anthony had to force me to listen to it, and I became obsessed. Like, yeah, oh, I'm sit here on YouTube and like, oh, it's going live on like Monday or Tuesday, and just watch every episode, and it was amazing. So take my advice again, Comedy Bang Bang. The guy who hosts his name Scott Ackerman. He was a writer and uh, performer on the show Mister Show back in the '90s. He he uh, is the director of Between the Between Two Ferns, the movie okay. and all that shit that not just the movie, but everything that that Zach did in that he is the director and writer, you know, and he's the host of this podcast It's only like an hour, just over an hour. And it's it's all these sick comedic actors and comedian standups too that come on the show. They either are guests or they're going to do characters and it's not at all planned. They go in with just a basic, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then they go and it's all improv. And, and it's, it's the host is trying to guide, you know, it's the yes. And thing. I love yes. And because you can get down into a deep, fucking hole that is just so silly and hilarious where my i'm just flexing my abs for like minutes on end while i'm trying to work on cars and shit tearing and my coworkers are like what the fuck is going on with this guy (laughs) and i'm just like just howling and 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 loving it all comedy bang bang and and unfortunately you can't get like too much of the good shit for free because they got the whole subscription they jumped on that they were also at the beginning of this whole podcasting earwolf uh studios was like back in 2009 2010 when they started it when all that shit was popping off back then like we're we're way late on this bro we're fucking a decade plus in the, in, the latest in the wake of it you know and uh so they were all at the ahead of the game and you just you just see how it was dude it was just like and so much brilliance happens on that there's even there's even characters that were born on that show that that spun off into whole shows and being characters in other shit dude it's it's great and and jared tim's been on it many a times dude and his appearances are always great tim heidecker's appearances are literally some of the funniest shit because he's always an asshole yeah. And and if you don't know who he is, he's not really an asshole. No, he's yeah. playing the asshole. Good at playing one. <laughs> he's great at playing one, dude. So yeah, 
Enough there's something, fucking there's something funny about that though. About like it's like the Norm Macdonald kind of like dodge, like yeah, like playing a, a thing and like, but you know what he's doing, and once mm-hmm. you catch on to what he's doing, it's like the funniest fucking thing. Oh ever. yeah. But when you first fucking see it, you're like, oh fuck this guy. This guy's but what's dick, great dude. about it is like Tim and Duncan Trussell, for example, them two can actually make you feel like they're actually having an argument. You're like, wait, is this serious right now? Like, <laughs> are they really not? having a good time on this podcast okay no 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 they're good because you hear a, l- a little giggle somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah dude jared no I, was just at, I was just looking at your flyer and i was just like dude like i feel like you could have easily been like on game of thrones or like some show he's got a like, crown of thorns on that this much. guy dude that was you uh like, you like the logo placement yeah. on that that was pretty yeah. sick yeah uh, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you. That's right. yeah. Seriously, that pre-pandemic, though, you could have um, been like an actor. Well, I, I am an actor. Really? <laughs> yeah. Real really? Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. You haven't seen his work yet, dude. You haven't Spoons, seen it? Part one and two. Yeah. Paul Atreides, <laughs> dude. So, um, if you want to see me acting this was like 15 years ago but you can look you can google spoons uh i think let's see if it comes up spoons this is super oh embarrassing God. for me are you serious dude? <laughs> um, i'm looking yeah. right now oh I, God, I, I literally go- i literally just googled right by now. the way i just googled google.com where's the joel drunk alert dude that's where uh, we're at no. right now yeah oh jesus they're, Wait, they're too lazy to make one for any other person on this podcast. It's only mine, dude. Well, no, I yep. made it. This is the first thing I made when I showed up, when I found out this platform. I was like, <laughs> it means also it, Jill, when we put that. Yeah. Okay, so oh, spoon, you have to, spoons, <laughs> you have to type in spoons, chance, yeah. Jared. Uh-oh. And it, uh, it Joel's says spoons, it. A, fo- a short film by Jer- Jared and Chance. Oh, can we show it right now? We're watching can we show it. it. Oh, right dude, we totally yeah, can. Can. watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. It's it's pretty copyright protected. There's 107 <laughs> views in the last 14 years. Yeah, and Chance's mom <laughs> uploaded it. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. Come on, dude. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. I love Chance's this. mom is gonna sue us. I love this. See, this is what I want. I want things. Wait, like I don't see it. Are you sharing it? I'm gonna. I'm handle, I'm handling it very slowly. I, I'm too excited. Come on. Our views oh, are just I, going down. I'm, trying, I'm trying to do it correctly. All right, here we go. Spoons. You know, David Lynch was a, a director. He was, was a, he a spooner director. No, I'm. Just, I'm just going off the chat right now. Somebody was like, Anthony's gonna bring up David Lynch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get spooned. It's. I got it. Pick up my phone. I gotta get it. Pick up my phone. Oh, we got a line. Hello? Hey. Grandma died. How? She lit herself on fire. Such a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. And she microwaved her cat. That's eight cats. Microwaved. I bet they popped like gorgeous fuzz balloons. I bet. Yeah, fuzz balloons filled with guts. (laughs) Remember her spoons? Her celebrity spoons? The used ones that the celebrities used? Yeah, her celebrity spoon collection. Tell me why you're telling me about the spoons. Before she lit herself on fire, she left them for us in her will. They're ours. 
Just have them send it to us in the mail. Well, it's... Just tell them send it. In the mail. They can't. We have to pick them up. Oh. At her house. It's far away. I'll drive. Well, what's the big rush? What's the, what are you hurrying for? They're auctioning her house off. They're gonna turn it into a rehabilitation center for amputee gypsy children from the Santa Monica desert. Wait, wait, I'm at work. I, I'm working. I'm at work. Tell them you have to go. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay. Can't wait. Goodbye. I, was, hurry. Is, I didn't know I'm that was doing so you. Good job. Doing a great job. Nicole Kidman. So beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> Worthless. Handsome male model. So beautiful. So beautiful. So worthless. George Clooney. I'm wearing a wig. <laughs> Needs a trim. I am the luckiest boy in the world. Those spoons are mine. All mine. I would have killed for those spoons. This <laughs> was like when we first started jamming at. We jammed at that house forever. That was like our practice spot. Okay. All okay, the spoons. Gosh. All the spoons. I gotta get Melvin. And then. Get the spoons. Sitting on the ground, waiting for blood. Sitting on the parking lot, doing stuff. Life is good. <laughs> You're turning oh, your legs. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Cutting my hair. It's my hair. Sorry for cutting. <laughs> what year was this? 2009. Okay. You're like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Melvin. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. We got, yeah, I can't wait. We got spoons to get. Can wait forever. Uh, let's do it. We got spoons to get. I can't wait to get the spoons. I love the spoons. Jesus, that rattle. What's that muffler, bro? Yeah, it's it your belly. Look at, I can't even see yeah, your face in that. Eat around here to Jack in the Box. I didn't have any facial hair, and, and I, I had a bunch of Jack acne. Okay. Why? That's the place that makes the dead animals taste so good. <laughs> We're both right. grimacing the whole time. <laughs> hey, the Jack guy. His head's so big. Why doesn't he just get head rejection surgery? He's got so much money. Head rejection. Ever since Paris Hilton's head reduction surgery went horribly wrong, nobody wants to do it anymore. It's just not safe. I still don't want to eat that. If you if you knew about your health points, you'd know that. You would know. So about these spoons. You know what they're worth, right? How much? In dollars? I don't know. But it's a lot. Enough to build a solid gold statue of L. Ron Hubbard. Jeez, would you make people pay to worship it? At all? Every night, I would polish it with the most sacred of bacon grease, and I would clean it every day. And when the sun went down, 
Professor grew a beard. Little little chin tuft right now. You get the same sharp pains in your kidneys, and then you're Is that chance? Is the yeah. Yeah. What's it called? It's true love. That's what it is. Nice. Okay, good. Guys, I got a I got a dip. Sorry. Have fun with this. I'll see you guys. Rock on, dude. See you tomorrow, Later. Fuck yeah, buddy. Peace you out. Must be, you must be a good actor, dude. People are just bailing. I know. You should that's see our, you, that's you should the see intention. Our, you should see our, our viewer well, numbers. You want to drive? <laughs> My possible thumbs are getting sore. Both of them, they're sore. There's some dark pain coming up. <laughs> Me? You gotta do more of shit like this on the podcast. See, funny. that's the shit that I love though, is the subtle. <laughs> subtle humor. That's what this <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. He's letting me drive. <laughs> Those socks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mustard. Yeah, get those knee-high yellow socks. <laughs> Gotta bring them back. <laughs> I just love the anticlimactic aspect of that. <laughs> it's all building up. Some more. Just can't wait to be riding on the road some more. <gasps> Seeing people. Just drive. Hey, look. Look, man. No, don't pick him up. I wonder if he needs a ride. Don't pick him up. Hey. Are you smoking? He's smoking. I hate smoking. I wonder if he needs a ride. Let's see. <laughs> I heard smoking. Open your window. No. Oh, no. Hey, man, where are you going? Hey, Bob, I saw that your face looks nice, and maybe it's your mouth. Wanna hop on in and get a ride? Hey, Claude, can you help on with this stuff? Yeah. I'll help you. <laughs> Alright man, here you go. Dude, no. Dude, take the, take the bag. Sorry, sorry. So, true story, that guy right there, that we just, the hitchhiker that we're picking up, he's a very yeah. first archaic singer. Oh, wow. Before I was like the singer, he was like the first archaic singer when I was playing guitar. Oh, no, on the seat, so you guys don't... Fight about who gets a friend. Water. And then you guys can make friends in the backseat. <laughs> we had to find a way for them to like, sit back in the backseat together. <laughs> Just pour water on the seat, dude. That'll, hey. that'll, that'll work. My name's Melvin. Nice to meet you, Melvin. <laughs> I'm, I'm Claude. Hey, Claude. Hey, man, you want a drink? Images of dead puppies. He was like, <laughs> Jesus. And don't forget the yellow Gatorade. It's the only thing that exfoliates my skin. <laughs> oh my god. Second on the side, dude.
Just grandma. It's piss. Pour it in and make sure it soaks into my supple back sores. Oh, wow, they throb. <laughs> <laughs> supple back sores. <laughs> This is Melvin. We're in the spoons. We're here for the spoons. Oh, the Felcher Brothers. Yeah, that's the us. Yeah. The only two brothers to ever burn down an orphanage. Twice. <laughs> hey, just go and sign this and get the spoons. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> 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 it's like coloring, but boring. Oh. oh! I got it. I got my phone. I gotta get it. Jesus! Ah, oh, what'd you do, dude? I fucked up. I fucked up. Uh, I was trying to switch the window, and I hit a hard, reset dude. button. The the flashback, which was what I nice, dude. Which is what I uh, <laughs> I totally got from that part. I was like, Jesus! Okay, we got taken back to something. But the editing was great. <laughs> so the, the backstory with that one is that me and Chance, like Chance's mom was like, hey, I found some Internet competition where if you make like a, a skit, they'll send they'll give you like fifteen thousand dollars in all this camera equipment and um, like as a grand prize or something. Yeah, Primus is in there. Maro knows what's up. Primus is at the end, too. Um, but. 
we so we we wrote out an entire script like all that weird shit and then we went and filmed the whole thing and then when we went to submit it to be in like this contest it's like oh it has to be like three minutes and <laughs> so we're like oh well it's 17 minutes long um and it won't make sense we can't edit it down to three minutes it won't make any sense so we we submitted just the grandma in the in the tub pouring the gatorade nice. uh, we submitted just that scene oh my god uh, no, dude, hey, good, dude I, I love it because one i actually genuinely laughed and at the, at like the awkwardness of certain parts and and that editing i loved it dude and uh but it's sh- it, it's still something that it, i respect because it shows you guys at a young age already fucking taking leaps and 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 taking risks and doing the work you know and just creating shit dude that's what's <laughs> up Oh, totally. I don't have anything like that, dude. I, I mean, there's stuff on video. There is actually stuff on a camera, if I can never fucking find it, that I did, you know, in like my backyard. But you yeah, guys yeah. like did this whole thing where it was like vehicle. Oh, no, when you had the, a camera that was like, it was like one that you hold over your shoulder. It's like a, it's like one of those old school like camcorder. When I was a kid, there was like a bunch of shit that we used to like, constantly <laughs> and, like make skits and stuff. We didn't know. There was no internet. So we're just like. There was like a, my mom always brings up the story. There was one that I did where I was Schmo Montana. I don't know. It's, it's terrible. It's not even that funny. Um, I Mars like, Martian wants a link for spoons, dude. You guys might get a little fucking bump in, in views, dude. I hope so, man. I hope this is the start of something new. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because it's sitting this at tech, like probably tech 10. Thing is not working out. But by the way, this uh, this episode it's of the Cali Death Podcast is brought to you by the Artisan Era and Archaic. Please go <laughs> pick up the album at theartisanera.com backslash store and grab the album and back to our episode. Brings me back oh. to uh, the old uh, Norm MacDonald when he was on a fucking like Conan O'Brien. He was still like, you know what that sounds like? Box office poison. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Where you I, want, about, like, I want a spoons shirt, dude. Dude, that's the most underground like, like, shirt. Shit. Yeah, totally. That would be a a, super a Claude super and Melvin like spoons shirt, or like a rats off to you type deal. With, yeah, you know dude. that. Like, see, I don't even mention where it's from. Just let 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 it simmer. Let whoever knows about it knows about it. I mean, I got rats spoons. off. Rats off, dude. Get your ratty hands off that rat's off. <laughs> yeah. So dude. Archaic's a heavy metal band from the Bay Area. <laughs> they're really trying to make a waves in the scene right now. I feel like they're they're doing a good job. And and uh, uh, actually, fucking Anthony wears that hat every day. I wear it as much as podcast. I can ever since I got it, dude. And, and you I got it, your first of all. It's one of those hats about... that if you smell the inside of it, it's not chill. <laughs> we talk about Bat- Battleforge coffee. Um, I have a fresh package of Grindcore coffee, archaic. I mean, oh, I'm just saying. Shit. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, we're sold out. You know. So, it's all I'm oh, it's a, oh, dude, it's a rare blend that you're you're sipping on there. It's, the, it's on my fancy roast. It's on my fucking fancy uh, trophy shelf. So I'm just saying, I got. Hey, I got dude. One. That ain't that. I don't think that the Battleforge guy, Forge guys would be mad at you for dropping that. All the coffee is fucking. I mean, I'm not drinking any more of the Battle Forge. I need to hit up Mike again, dude. I need to be pumping. I, I want to ask him for beans next time, dude, because I have my own grinder. I'd like to check it out in French press style. 
so I have an idea right now because because Jared's an idea guy. So I want to be like, like get yourself like a which has dropped like another couple of viewers. Um, <laughs> by the way, we're gonna copyright this podcast. This will be the first copyrighted podcast because all the ideas that we've come up in the last uh, two and hours and thirty nine minutes. If we are see all any of these ideas hit Reddit tomorrow. Expect a cease and desist order. Yes. Yeah. Mass, yeah. mass cease and desist. But like, right. what, I want to like, I, I want to get rated by like, like 20 people and have like 500 people and like, see how fast we can lose everyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we can do that quick if we really try. I'm just saying like, it's like a competition. I'll just show like, my butthole, dude. That's it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll take down the channel. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strike. Anthony. Like, see how fast you can lose viewers. I don't know. That's just, I'm just going negative. Like, you know, it's. I'm just a rebel. Whoa, dude. Casey's got a beanie on now. Dude, his, Casey's... His ears, uh, are, uh, his ears Ka were chilling. I feel like uh, Jared's got the cool way to, to wear it. You got to go right at the hairline, right? Yeah, you got to show a little oh, hair. See, when I wear a beanie, I show a little bit of the... Just a little bit of the front hair. That's it. Casey looks like the guy in the, in the package of hot fries I used to buy when I was a kid. <laughs> hot fries. It's like that's, the, a, that's, like, an old, that's an old boomer joke. It's but, too uh, much. <laughs> so what do you guys think much, of Limp Bizkit? Right? You know? <laughs> it's too much. Um, I'm know, really looking good. forward to the new reality TV show, Fred Durst Island, coming out on <laughs> um, on Peacock. Everything's an island with the reality shows, dude. <laughs> yeah. I still like, no, that's way less interesting than the, what was it? The reaction Reaction, so, reaction video island. Oh, reaction island. I mean, yeah. you already gave away a million dollar idea, so I guess it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not yours anymore. You know, you you gave a, f a fully That's fundable. Why I said this. As soon as we're done, it's copyrighted. It's well, a UFT. It's a the, universal universal fungible token. So now everyone's going to take it's it. A UNF UNFT. <laughs> well, it's a ABC. So, the gestation so. period between million dollar ideas for me is about an hour to an hour and a half. For we're coming up on another one right now. See, that's why we brought Jared. Oh on, my dude. god, that's great! Oh, yeah. dude, I love it. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Dude. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, dude. I'm saying. Later. All right, let's let's end it real quick before. Oh, he's mad. <clears throat> what? Oh, he's trying to end it. Before. I have to end it. I have to click the button. Anthony. Oh yeah, you're the one who's in control. <laughs> but I appreciate uh, it. We are getting silly, silly right now. All right, two more hours. Well, so we have. Yeah. We have, I know, just just for Jared. Like we should do oh, like a th like two more hours. Like, I'm down. Like three I'm down. in the morning. Yeah, I can I can go till twelve. Yeah, yeah that works. Two more hours. That's it. All right, so, where do we start? So what next? So you guys like? Well, uh, this, this is gonna be what's next till twelve. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay on, guys. Don't worry. Podcast Endurance Island. <laughs> dude if i knew if i was a if it was a, a competition i think i could go for i would murder you guys well we did steve like we were it sounds like you said you would murder you guys I'd murder you're you on guys. our show we would do it yeah, together you, you wouldn't guys. murder us who you get so you're saying that we're all going to take individual mics individual shows one person who could do it better at a one one, one man host, show one, do like a bill burr thing a rant who could do the best rant podcast well, it's got to be a variety show so you got to come up with like different kind of 
different themes and stuff. You can, we're all musicians, so you can use instruments. That's part, that's allowed. Yeah. This is actually more of something that we could get going. We could actually me and make Chance, this happen. So me and Chance have an idea that can't, shall not be stolen from this episode of the podcast where we. It's all copyrighted now, though. We already <laughs> said it. Yeah. So it's there. It's non fungible. Yeah. And uh, it's just like us because me and Chance will talk for like an hour. We can talk for like an hour about absolutely nothing, but we'll just <laughs> yeah. eventually mold into like a different character. And and like if we were to record it, it would be super hilarious. Like it would be really funny. And that would be the podcast episode. And it would just be like somebody calling customer service and I'm calling and chances like an asshole customer service guy or something like that. Who's like, you know, getting super in debt because he keeps like getting wrapped into like pyramid schemes or something. And it's like wife's about to leave him. She doesn't know how in debt he is. He's got like a noose in his closet. It's getting really weird. <laughs> then I'm starts to play like like therapist or something. I'm not like I'm not professionally trained. So not like I'm not really sure how to deal with the situation. And you're just using your own life experiences and filtering it into this therapist session with him. And you're probably steering him the wrong way. Yeah, and the one thing that made all the difference was when I turned on that third third eye blind song where it's like, Wish you would step back from the ledge, my friend. <laughs> I played that out of my boon box off a cassette tape and okay. he could hear the clicking of the cassette and that song was the first one to come on and that's what saved them. Nice. Fuck yeah. dude. I think it kind Music of sounds... always fucking is deeper than most it's languages. Similar to um Exactly. Right on here. It's not getting bigger. <laughs> New album coming out. Eight days. Almost seven days. No. Almost seven. <laughs> so you said Malcolm did all this, right? Yeah, he did all the bass. But he did, and he the, did all the, the, he filmed the it video. All yeah. Who did your hair? Uh, that was me. That was all me. Fructis? Yeah, I met I met Jared. Well, actually, no, you you're. First time we met you was at the L.A. Uh, festival that we played. Did you have long hair then when you guys were in the parking lot? No, probably you not. You had short hair. No, because even even when uh, you guys went on tour Severed, your hair was growing, but it, I don't think it made it to your shoulders yet, or it was just at your shoulders, maybe. Yeah, I think I started growing it out in, like, 2000. No, I started growing out in 2012, but it was in that weird, awkward stage. I remember being on the Cannibal Corpse tour, and I was like, I got like the not the most not metal hair. It's like, like right Just here. Watching, watching Corpse Grinder, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I remember like hanging out with you and stuff when I was younger, but like seeing pictures of you guys when you were younger, I was like, holy shit, you look, you were like a different human to me, like. Because your hair, you looked, you just looked completely different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. seeing you now, as to, opposed to seeing you back then, um, it was definitely just like meeting two different people. You know? 
Well, I'm like, how, oh, you're that guy. how old were you when <clears throat> you were at that festival that I'm talking about? That I got your demo at, that I still currently have to this day? Oh, uh, that's probably like... What year was that festival that we did, guys? <laughs> the LA Mount... Yeah, I can't remember. That was the LA Death Fest? Was it LA Metal Fest? What was it called? I think Trevor can overhear us talking right now because he just I sent think a it was 2007. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah, when we had, we were, those were like the demo years. It was like 2005, 6, 7, 8. We made like a new demo every year. Yeah. This you so got, when, and when we're talking about the arcade demo, it, what they were handing us was a full length. It was, it was like eight or nine songs, right? The which the one that um, you guys had the artwork on the actual CD that you guys put the sticker on and made it all nice. What was that one called? Well, Before it was the unique leader one. Existential chaos. Yeah, it, it, that was like yeah, two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Yeah, that's the one that I'm talking about. That's the one you handed me. Okay. Yeah. You still have you have one of those because people are have. like. We only had we only made like eighty of them or something or. I like, still have one, dude. It's in my it's in my CD booklet, you know, one of those ancient booklets that you zip, Case Logic zip up, yeah. CD booklets, dude. I don't know if I, it, it did it, did it come in just like a little white slip or did it actually have like a a case with artwork and stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're talking about the Existential Chaos CD, it had a, like a case, like a jewel case. In so artwork. I currently know that I have the CD because I've actually, actually probably after our last episode, I, I went to look for it and found it and I actually listened to it. And you, dr- you drummed on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor just sent me that. Who is that? That's, that's me. Jared. <laughs> Oh the baby God. face. That's what oh, I'm saying. Shit, you That's what I'm saying. Too. I met two different people. You know what Dude, I mean? so different. <laughs> Crazy, dude. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, you, well, that's the thing, too. Is like people's faces change at certain points, too. You know? My, and my long hair and facial, facial hair and long hair will definitely... I look thing. at some old pictures of me back in the day, starting even in the beginning of the odious days. Where oh, right there. Where... Uh, a goatee just on the chin like that's all i would have is just like a thing on the chin such an idiot what i got a thing on the chin what's the problem with that I, well so, for me i look like uh, it looks stupid to me now when i look back at it i know i'm just kidding dude <laughs> dude alex is such a shredder man jesus yeah. christ oh yeah do you see his guitar playthrough Oh yeah, I've seen all everything that that guy posts. I watched because I'm like, yeah, this guy. He's a real deal. He is very impressive. This was like very much like Alex, like all Alex. The song. Okay. More proggy kind of one. Are you being like involuntary initiated right there? Yeah. Remember when uh, your drummer woke up at her house and was just like barfing the whole time? That kind of <laughs> reminded me of that night. But uh, In, imprisoned by like some weird cult or some shit. Yeah. It's so like it's cool, man. That that 
that song is about it like a sexual cult or no oh well bummer i mean we don't really know <laughs> but that song's about like this this entity malevolex who was from like uh metamorphognition we had these like twin um like characters they're like twin sisters and one represents like evil and one represents like good and that's the evil one malevolex malevolex fuck yeah and malevolex like she's like the queen of like the underworld so like this whole album's all about like the hero's journey to the underworld which is like there's a it's just like written over and over all different kind of, uh, the story is just told over and over but it's kind of like Cyrix's journey to the underworld which is like a maze or a labyrinth which like also represents your subconscious mind um so that's kind of the idea what's so it's um, Cyrix and Malevolex yeah Cyrix, those are, Malevolex. Those are, you stole characters Next from Mortal Kombat like six dude Cyrex and Next level sex. Sorry, dude. I'm, I don't know why I'm getting so horny at the end of this, dude. <laughs> I, I want to bomb. I want to bomb like hard. <laughs> but no, it's Cyrex actually, reminds me of Cyrex from um, Mortal Kombat Three. Cyrex. Well, Joel reminds me of <laughs> <laughs> a silverback gorilla with banana hands. <laughs> Uh, Joel's NFTs. Joel's NFT is gonna have like uh it's gonna be like drinking a white claw, like the eight percent ones. <laughs> the surge. Yeah, the surge is fucking surge, bro. The NFT surge. We can't sign off until we lose everyone. That's the rule. Okay. <laughs> All right. God All right. damn it, dude. I we're, gotta work tomorrow. We're we're, we're at eight almost, right now. We're like almost three hours. We got like uh yeah, so no, you're trying to end it now? Like I, I thought no, I was six and a half minutes. You gotta break through to the three hours now that he mentioned yeah, three hours. We got like seven more minutes than, than we're if done. Jared didn't mention three hours, we would have ended at two hours, but he <laughs> mentioned it, so we now we're like uh, guys, now it's like it's like a painful like I think we should go five. <laughs> so I'm saying we should just go him. two more for for Jared's sake. Fuck. No, I can't do it, no. dudes. Nah, it's not worth I it. can't, but I, I will, but I can't. <laughs> well, I can say that this will be a hill. I this could. will be my record for longest podcast. No, it won't because that's why we're taking. We wanted no, to have the, the Cheney and Naveen one. You guys went over three hours. We did. Yeah. Oh. Oh well. I, I guess... remember I watched it and they're like, "It's oh, this is the longest podcast we've ever done." And I was like, "Bitch, we did oh, fucking shit. thirty long minutes longer than this one." Like, oh, I, got all, yeah. I was like this. I was like sitting in my chair going, "Like we've done like way longer than that one, dude." <laughs> it's like such so a nerdy funny. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, like, like longest podcast chair. He's like, wait a minute. And you know what's so funny is there's other podcasts that there's so a, a conspiracy those conspiracy guys I, I've n- I'm, I'm not like a deep deep listener but I've heard about them and I've listened to a few of them they could go for fucking like eight hours on a subject, oh dude, dude. like wow. destiny there's there's these debaters and stuff that they're just they just start like at 10 in the morning and then I'll like get off work hang out, eat dinner, and I'll like go back in there. It's like, oh, I've been streaming for seven hours and something, and they're just like still talking. And I'm like, How could you not go in circles, too? I'm sure Because they they're, they're way smart. They're though. like the... Um, what's that guy who got cancer from but rides the bike? Um, oh, uh, yeah, the... Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like... 
they're like the Lance Armstrongs of Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. An hour to them is like f- five minutes to us. And like yeah. Adderall's their performance answering, enhancing. Exactly. And steroids. <laughs> they're doing steroids to read faster to and, sit. and debate better. Yeah, yeah. They got to make sure their muscles don't start atrophying. You know? <laughs> is that what they call it? Twitch? Yeah, it's Twitch. It's like you have to twitch to like work out because you're just like working. Right? You can't, yeah. work your muscles. You've lost all like atrophy, like your or like your muscles are just not working. Right. Well, losing atrophy would be a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, what would you call it if you There's atrophy? It's like I'm losing erectile dysfunction. Right. Dude. Well, you, like... you tell me what it's called. <laughs> You know, All right, I, I feel like we should get it right in three hours. <laughs> What's up with Biden? If we just think about fucking Biden right now. You see that state of the union? All right, now it's time. Now it's time. We ask weed filled This is how the podcast ends. Jared knows the trigger words. He's a little What do you guys think about it? It's been a good podcast. 256. We made it, guys. I mean, we didn't really we didn't really go to the moon, right? You know? It's just it's Stanley Kubrick yeah, right. and all that it. shit, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah see, Casey's the ultimate like, yeah, we're done. What's going on? I'm like, dude, what about Biden? Right, we... <laughs> like... You tried to like yeah, like mute the mic. <laughs> so what about President <laughs> uh, Do I think Trump has... I'm tired of like anyway. someone like anytime someone just mentions a politician, just put on that song. Yeah. <laughs> like so anyways, I fucking just like this thing, dude. You know, you're all pr- dude, president fucking yeah. was a good president. You know, I think that he like Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't say <laughs> it. Again. Now he's like, wait, no. A good president, uh, I want to hear who that president was. But fuck yeah. For the three listeners that are still around, dude, uh check <laughs> yeah, out we'll just do uh, it, fucking dude. check it I out. Know. That's what's might, up, dude. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Jared, tell us where to get it again, dude. All and all, please purchase support. All of us are coming out of a crazy situation. If you got, if these bands got merch, uh, yeah, don't don't go to Casey's birthday party if uh, you think that you would not be invited otherwise. It's secret. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> Battleforge coffee. Oh yeah, wait, no, Jared didn't even tell us. <laughs> All right, we're, we're basically um, like we're, we're basically one weed now. We're one big Hold weed. On. New releases. Go yeah. to the artisanerastore.com. There it is, right here. Okay, yeah, artisan store. Those shirts are fucking sick though. And those are uh, bandcamp.com. Hit them those up. Vinyls them. are sick. And and always, uh, this is something that we don't really mention too often. The Bandcamp Fridays, right? That's getting on Bandcamp Friday. That's that's tomorrow. If you're gonna drop dough and get physical items, drop it on a Friday, a Bandcamp Friday, because that'll be all in the artist's pocket, right? Hundred percent. Just on that day, the label's pocket, and then distributed Uh, the artist (laughs) once every (laughs) six months. So the label makes more money. They're like, cool, dude. You get more money. That part, yeah. Percentages are the same. <laughs> All right, you Love guys. That. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, for sure, Jared. <laughs> dude, thank you so much for fucking. Awesome. You know, like I said it up at the top, and again, I I hit you up. You you saved us tonight, homie. We could have fucking we could have done like just a Cali Death host jam, but how long would that have gone? 
we got three hours out of you. That's what I needed. <laughs> but yeah, for sure, dude. The, thank you very much, dude. I love you so much. This is a, a pleasure, and I want to hang out with you in person very, very soon. I need to make it down to Santa Cruz. Uh, enough of you guys down there have been like, why aren't you down here? I need to make it. And then we need to bring up them San Diego SoCal motherfuckers for exactly. a one big old blowout. Exactly. Zachley's exactly. disease, dude. Exactly, yo. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We'll be here next week no matter what happens. You saw it this week, and here we go. We're going to do it again next week. Love you guys.